This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Jeff, what are you doing September 22nd through the 24th? I'm going to the Cincinnati Comic Expo. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Hobie listeners, Cincinnati Comic Expo returns to the Duke Energy Convention Center September 22nd through the 24th, 2017. Uh, great guests include Greg Capula, the artist from Batman, and, just announced, John Ratzenberger. Yep, Cliff Clavin himself. So get your tickets at CincinnatiComicExpo.com and come party with Hobie and Cliff Clavin and Greg Capula. More artists and guests will be announced on Cincinnati Comic Expo on Facebook. Get your tickets now. Please note the thoughts, opinions, jokes, and every other bad taste that the guest and the host of Hobie, a.k.a. the History of Bad Ideas, is of their own, is not associated with any companies they may work for, any firms they work with, any advertisers, or anybody else in general. Remember, it's just a joke. Broke Suki, Superman before Zack Snyder ruined him. Michael Keaton was the best Batman, while Christian Bale was just deadpan. No one remembers the other ones. Princess Leia in bikinis, and Transformer Lamborghinis. Please don't let Child of Proof ever act again. Remembering tales from the crypt, back when Michael Bay wrote good scripts. All right here is no mystery. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. So bad. It's the history of bad ideas. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. So bad. It's the history of bad ideas. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode number 178. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. Yay! The team is united. It was lonely without you over We're there. We're back together again. It was a tough week last week. You yeah. couldn't come in. Scab Blake couldn't come in. Oh. Number one fan couldn't come in. No one could make it last week. I know. I saw you guys went old school. We did. Two-man booth. Yeah, I was disappointed. I had the Scab Blake stuff written all out for him, but you <laughs> took artistic liberty and did your own thing until Jeff corrected you. I think I, I did, did it right. I did have I think to I did it right. That's right. Uh, it was lonely. Uh, we got a couple compliments that we actually stayed on topic for once since Blake wasn't there. <laughs> no tangent divergence. We're on tangent. Did we really stay on topic? Uh, I don't know. I was putting some stuff out on Clamor this week, and I was like, yeah, we kind of diverged on the one uh-huh. dev question about the circuit. We went yeah. on to the circus. What's your thought on the circus? Are you glad it's over? I would like to uh, thank all the uh, animal rights activist assholes that basically forced the circus out of business. Oh, we were celebrating the death of the circus. <laughs> we don't. Re- we hated the circus. <laughs> we fucking hate it. No, I. You know, it, it's one of those things where I can I can understand when you're talking about the elephants and stuff. But if if these animals are being treated correctly and they're not being abused, I mean, the standards for the animal treatments have come such a far long way. It's like the people that you know forced sea worlds and the shamus and the killer whales out of you know. You know, out of certain places and et cetera. But, you know, if, if if the animals are being treated correctly and there's no abuse and they're just doing tricks and they're getting peanuts, I mean, what's what's the harm in that? I guess I must be blind to that suffering, I guess. I don't know. Other than, you know, 
you're having to sit through it as a kid. <laughs> the circus. But, you know, it's just one of those great traditional performance things that I guess is never going to be around. I guess eventually all things must come to an end, and modernity has basically gotten rid of uh, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey circuses. And You could say it. Jason couldn't even say it. You know, I... You know, Barnum, I, Ringling Brothers. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of the things that... They used to do back in the day. That was the way things were back in the day, and you can't apply modern, you know, judgments to it because those were different back in the day, whether still right or wrong. But they modernize, and they eventually get correct and all that kind of fun stuff. But yeah, it's kind of sad that you can't see elephants performing tricks anymore, as you long as they're being you... treated correctly. You know, and depends what part of town you go into. You know, how do you know that? How do you know that the elephants didn't like riding unicycle unicycles for peanuts? I mean, you can't answer for them, can you? Oh, I don't you think speak elephant. Likes, nobody likes riding unicycles. I, you would think if an elephant had a problem with it, he'd smash the trainer because that's what elephants do. <laughs> exactly. Jeff, you're right over there. Yeah, just had a sneeze. Okay, that's right. You getting all a little upset about the circus? Nope. Okay. No, I, a, as I discussed last I mean, week, I, I have no desire to yeah, ever see a circus. If, if you're a five-year-old kid, you know, it's kind of interesting to go see once. But if you're a teenager, no. If you're an adult, maybe if you're being nostalgic about being a five-year-old kid when the first time you went to the circus. Otherwise, you're like, all right, where's the clowns in the clown car? Send in the clowns. How many clowns can get out of the clown car? Too many. Too many. They should all die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. But, you know, but you know the whole acrobat things. I mean, all that, a lot of this stuff, you know, a lot of talent that you're not going to be able to find things that people do anymore. And do you think, though, we were talking about last week. We they go do, do the Cirque du Soleil shit yeah. now. I think, so. I think that would get work. get a couple more different types of touring. Yeah, more different shows. types of acrobat, you know, touring things that go. They just need to update their look as opposed yeah. to just doing the same routines i think if you're doing it to music yeah if you're a clown in 2017 your your options are becoming very narrow and limited (laughs) i'm fine with that serial killing (laughs) vegas serial killing horror shows child molestation you know all that shit just a lot of bad things birthday parties that's going out the door too 50th anniversary parties you know yeah (laughs) for 50 years i got you a clown (laughs) i don't want a clown (laughs) <laughs> like like the episode of the Mick where they had the clown come in for the birthday <laughs> party. <laughs> he OD'd on drugs for his pre-ritual, pre-clown show ritual. Uh, I'm glad that we went back to the 1950s. And they talk like, about the circus. blocking his neck. He starts <laughs> they... pulling out all the handkerchiefs. She's like, come on! <laughs> I love the Mick. Uh, speaking of old school, yeah. uh, the Washington Generals are coming back. Washington? Washington. That's what I said. Did I say that right the second time? Washington. Second time you did. Okay. Yeah. Well, who have the who have the Globetrotters been playing this entire time? Local high school teams. teams. Local no, us? they've been doing the World All Stars. Remember, we had a couple episodes oh, yeah. about this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forget. That was like fifty episodes ago. That's like a year. Yeah. How am yeah. I supposed to remember that shit? <laughs> uh, because of outlines. No. Yeah, we've seen how your outline changes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was the big exciting news is that they're coming back to take on the Globetrotters. I guess they have a new owner. Ooh. Yeah. 
So I didn't really go too far into the story. I just saw that they came back. A new oh, awesome. Who's pretty much willing to lose every game again. You're going to begin the world's longest losing streaks? Oh, God. Okay, so if the circus is not surviving anymore, why is uh, the fucking Globetrotter surviving? Help me out here. Anyone? Anyone? Because well, they don't, they don't have animals the in their acts? <laughs> I don't know. I despise the game of basketball as a sport to begin with. Why? Why do you hate basketball so it's much? It's just not fun. There's too much scoring. Wow. It may, each, you know, scoring should be... Something of a uh, challenge. Challenge. I mean, hundred point scores is ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go Cavs. I mean, <laughs> do they play tonight? No, they start June first. That's I all you have to do is like watch the last two minutes of a basketball game. The rest of it is nonsense leading up. This there. this is the only time of the year where you should actually watch a full NBA game. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So the finals. I'll watch the last two minutes, maybe. Of Game 7. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the final deciding factor game, right? The Washington Generals, who lost more than 17,000 games and last beat their foes, the Harlem Globetrotters, in 1971, have been purchased by Hershend Enterprises. Uh, Hershend portfolio includes ownership of the Globetrotters. Oh, this is oh, a... the Globetrotter people are buying that. As well okay. as Theme and Water Park. The Generals will be put into rotation to play the Globetrotters as early as this summer. Rotation. And will take on a greater life than before as the lovable losers. Will they be able to play other people? I didn't think that they were quite lovable. Can we let the like Washington Generals play against the All-Star teams? The World All-Stars took their place. Yeah. I want to see the Generals mm. versus the World All-Stars. Let's see how that goes. Uh, basically, their Fight attendance for- is down, so they decide to go reach out to uh, go the back Klotz to the family. Formula, the formula that works. Yep, and reach out to the Klotz family that owned the Generals and purchase them. Uh, let's see here. They uh, need to find their new Meadowlark Lemon. The gen, uh, Generals did win three times in their history. They beat a Taiwanese uh, national team, a uh, team from the Russian Army, and then they in Martin, <laughs> Tennessee, they beat subsequently the executed or, or sent to Siberia. <laughs> you lost to these generals! <laughs> Russia didn't. It was fake. <laughs> they executed everybody after that. Uh, Red Klotsu owned the team with his family at the time in 1971 said beating the Globetrotters is like shooting Santa Claus. That's per ESPN's article on it. Wow. Wow. Shooting Santa Claus. Yeah. So uh, that's exciting that they're back. There's even a Twitter handle and merchandise you can buy of them if anybody's interested in the generals. Are they cool looking merchandise? Not as cool as Hobie's t-shirts. All for charity. Please send us a Mm. message at Bad Ideas Podcast. Uh, Let's see here. Um... Moving on, I just realized I posted live and uh, our thing was upside down. Damn it. <laughs> Anyways. You posted a thing upside down? Yes, yeah, so I recorded live, the Hobie. It's okay. You know what I say about people who put things on? That was your down last week. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's talk about Buster Posey. Let's talk about Bryce Harper. Let's talk about Strickland. Oh, I don't know what Buster yeah. Posey has I, to do with any of this. I got exposed to this all day today since I listened to sports radio. Well, that's your own fault. I can give you I my did. educated opinion now. So last night the Giants played the Nationals. Yes. Yesterday afternoon. Sorry. Yesterday afternoon. Strickland, Strickland who has some pitcher, anger management issues as a pitcher. Hadn't faced Bryce Harper for two years. 2014 two years. Champ- uh, division. That's correct. Bryce uh, Harper went two for two with two home runs. Against Strickland. Strickland yes. decided three years is a good long-term plan and mm. decided to bean him in the hip. 
And, fastball, uh, straight, but fastball straight hit him to in the, the hip. But it was the yeah. hip. It was, and, and, and he, if he didn't move, it wouldn't have hit him. He backed up into the pitch. No, oh. no, it was, I watched it. No, no, no. He it moved was, backwards. It was right it at him. It was right. It was right at him. He moved into it. It was an intentional. He threw it behind him. Beam, beam pitch, not to the head, but to the to the head. Yeah, to the butt. He threw him at his butt. It was a dirty pitch, but not technically as dirty to the head, obviously. But uh, it was a purposeful hit to the hip. Yeah, at his butt. Hip. Anyway, so Bryce Harper decided but, to charge the mound. Which he, which which uh, I would have too. Bryce Harper did not. No, nope, I never. I would have too. I would have been pissed because Harper, that was a pitch to hit a hitter. Bryce Harper decided to throw the helmet, but decided to accidentally let go of it at it's, the wrong time. It had a it had a better shot of hitting the first baseman than it did. It slipped out of his hand. Yeah. And uh, they both got punches on each other. Yep. About one, about one each. About, about one each. Yeah, about one good one but each. But that was about it. it and then one it, of the it, Giants. It, it came, was no Ventura Ryan. That's right. Yeah. Then one of the pitchers decide for the Giants, or one of the players for the Giants, almost clotheslined Bryce Harper, but another yeah. Giant got in the way, mm-hmm. and he took out his own man. Yeah. And then after that, um, it got, got into a melee. Uh, Strickland had to be. Uh, Physically taken off the field by Strickland three of his giants. was fighting his own teammates to stay on the field. He they were literally, punched. literally carrying him off the field to get him out. They he almost punched Hunter Pence. Yeah, you don't punch Hunter Pence. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, but if you watch the entire, mm-hmm. if you watch the the faraway camera that shows everything. Yes. You know, normally when you know a player is getting plunked. The catcher knows immediately to impede progress of the hitter to yes. the pitcher's mound. Buster Posey did not do anything. Buster Posey stood up, and you saw his body language, and his arms dropped, and it was like, you dumb son of a bitch. He waited a good five seconds and at least two punches thrown he let, before he did it. He let Bryce rush the mound. And if you watch the rest of the infield, they all did the same thing, too. So I would think... In in watching that and listening to the talking heads spout crap, I am firmly of the belief that there was probably a conversation that happened before. It's like I'm going to hit this guy, and Posey or somebody else and other veterans on the team or infield said, "Don't do it. That's bullshit." He's like, "No, no, I'm going to hit him. I feel like just disrespecting me." Blah blah blah. They said, "Don't do it," and he went and did it, and they all said, "You're fucked." I like seeing. The umpire get out to the mound quicker than Buster Posey. Yeah. That was awesome. Why should Buster Posey get involved? Well, again. Well, one, he, he's working off injuries. Every and injury known to man. And, and yes. concussions. Yeah, so there's no reason he wants to come anywhere near a fight. Yeah. It is funny, though, to see, watch Buster go, yeah. eh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like, I always like the fight, the baseball fight, see it watching the outfielders, because by the time they get to the fight, it's all done. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, I, I tell Aw. you what, if, if we told our pitcher, Jeff, if we, Jeff, for example, if you're being a jerk, which you're not, but, if but let's was. pretend if you were a jerk. And you said I'm gonna I'm gonna beam this guy in softball, which is really hard when you're doing slow pitch softball. Yeah. But if you like wound up, wound up, yeah, if you wound up to do a fast pitch softball to hit this guy because he hit a home run off of you the last two at bats, and we said Jeff, don't do it. It's it's recreation softball, whatever. <laughs> if you did that and then the guy charged the mound, I would get there eventually to help you, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't be sprinting. <laughs> 
Well, you would be like. I would help you. I would help you after Strickland you took your like punch. He or was two. fully ready to take him on himself. He didn't need people. To yeah, it, save it him. was. He it actually was, had a better hit. Of it was. A, yeah, it was. Strickland. It was a fully intentional pitch to hit him. I think Strickland was ready to take on the Giants, his own team. <laughs> he was ready to take on everybody. Yeah, and that that alone basically says he was going loner. He was going solo. Yeah, and the rest of the team's like, get off the field. And he's like, oh, I'm getting back. And they're like, screw you, buddy. Get I off the field. I want to know what that, that locker room feels like right now. I want to see that get today. Like, <laughs> Well, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, you keep it in-house and yes. say, yeah, I'll just get there. And like they interviewed Buster Posey. Yep. He's like, well, you know, there's a lot of big guys flying around. And I'm, you know, I'm eating basically what Jeff said. You know, I'm coming off some injuries. Yep. And da, 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 I didn't want to get involved. But you could tell as soon as he got plunked, Posey stands up and he drops his arms like you, f- you dumb motherfucker. Yep. And but they, they went back and they I saw the replays of mm-hmm. Harper's home runs. They weren't disrespectful. No. And the one that could have been, he hit the ball and he's waiting to see if it goes foul or not because yeah. it was right down the line. And it wasn't like one of those things is like he's strutting, he's like standing there watching it, he's like taking a step or two. It's like is it going to be a home run? A home run? As soon as it's a home run. He drops the bat and he goes he running around, flip. and he goes running around. There was no, there was no, you know, Bautista bat flip or anything like that. It was basically this guy was like, you know, you went two for two against me with home runs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. And like, dude, you're being a jerk. I feel like Strickland is the guy. But but if you're gonna be a jerk, you be a jerk to. Uh, I don't know. I forgot his name already. What's his face? Strickland. No. Cash it. Oh, Harper. Yeah, Harper. Harper. If you yeah. want to be a jerk to somebody, Harper's the guy to be a jerk too. Yeah. Eh, I'd hit him. I don't care. Eh. But the softball I wouldn't be as fast. No, yeah. I felt like Strickland <laughs> is Steve Buscemi from Billy Madison. He has a calendar of all the or a list of all the guys that have wronged him. Yeah, he has guys have hit home runs. <laughs> guys that have hit home Roop. runs against me. If yeah. only Bryce Harper would have called in the last three years to apologize, he would have crossed yeah. him off the list. <laughs> Glad I called that I guy. I understand. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny and you know, just see it. I, I love good old melee in baseball. It's always kind of fun because yeah. by the time everybody gets there, it's over. It's it's basically just a lot of hugging. Yes, you know, forced <laughs> hugging, holding each other off. It's not as good as uh, Pedro know. Martinez knocking down Don Zimmer. No, <laughs> no, that was Don Zimmer's fault. Not, a, not okay. I watched that today. If you listen to uh, Jack Buck or Joe Buck, which the ones that's still alive. Joe is still alive. Okay, unfortunately. Uh, if you listen to Joe Buck, he's like, oh, that's just wrong. You can't do that. That is such a bad move by Pedro. It's like, he was coming at yeah, him. Yeah, he charged him, and he didn't, like, he just tried to, like, push him to the side. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. And, yeah, when an 80-year-old man is running at you, I don't know what else you do. <laughs> Put him yeah, home. What do you do? <laughs> I mean, the guy's coming to try and hurt you. I mean, you try and just deflect. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he had ample opportunity to yeah. just lay one right down the middle into his nose. Yeah. No, he but, just kind of skirted him off to the side. But it, but it, it was pretty funny. Uh, Mark Teixeira was talking about those brawls. And he said, you know, he said, Dude, the best part about those brawls is go look at the superstars for both teams. They're usually like hugging each other at second base and talking. <laughs> I'm not going you not doing anything? No, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> it's okay. like, I'm just going to hug you. You're yeah. going to hug me? Yeah. Well, Unless your name is Jose yeah. Bautista hey, and he'll just beat like, everyone. How's, how's the wife? Doing all right? <laughs> she cooked a mean gazpacho last time I was here. <laughs> Am I getting some of that tonight? Yeah, sure. Nobody, Come on over. Nobody wants to come pasta. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, I caught up on Flash. and uh, You're the one. Yeah, I liked it. It was okay. 
Again, Barry Allen spoilers is in the speed zone. He's, he's not the fastest prison. guy ever. Still, he's stuck in the speed zone now. He he volunteered to go because he it, needed a, von, a, a prisoner to right the wrongs. Isn't that the end of every every season? season he yes. somehow gets trapped in the speed zone or, or someplace else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He what took. He volunteered this. Kid Flash is now the the face of Central City. Oh, um, catch up on Legends tomorrow. Got three episodes left. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I like Legends of Tomorrow. It's it's mm-hmm. goofy. But I like a, a I like a good team up of uh, I always like that in the comic books. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed those. So not not just I'm just talking like any type of team up All Star Squadron. I don't care about them individually, but I like them as a team. I could care less about Doctor Fate, but he looked what? awesome in the in the team. Yeah. So what did you do this Memorial Day weekend? I uh, went to go uh, watch one of the girls play soccer for their soccer game. Ah. And that uh, prevented us from doing the full weekend of Abbey Road on the River, the Beatles Festival. Is that what every it's Memorial called? Day Rocking weekend. on the River. No. Oh. Abbey Road on the River. Oh. We went to Beatles Fest Sunday. It was pretty good. It was all right. Except the Beatles. It was great music. Was great music. The venue, they need to go back to Louisville. They were across the river this year. But they need to go back because of the, the better situations and setups. And, they, you know, they had all the, the main stage drowned out at all the other stages, and you couldn't hear them unless they were playing. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they were stopping or in between songs, you know, the main stage was too damn loud. Do they have the same bands every year, or do they switch it up? They have they have their regulars that come back mm-hmm. every year. But every year they try and they bring different Beatles acts from around the world. Okay. You know, so it's an international festival. So... I like uh, the Norwegian Beatles, whose drummer looks like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the Beatles. I got a question I, about that. Yeah. The whole week, I mean, you're probably hearing the same songs over and over and over again because they play, all probably play the same songs. Well, a finite category this, you can play. Well, actually, the catalog, catalog. You're right. The huge catalog, but there's only so many that you can play stage unless you're going to like have yeah. a, a DJ. You know, hit a play with button all with all the other stuff, but um, yeah, the, the the bulk of those are the uh, early bebop, rock and bebop Beatles, or the like the Beatles I don't like. Yeah, or the uh, Abbey Road, Let It Be Beatles, where they're you know, Let you know they're they're back to their Going basics to basics with uh, you know you know keyboard in addition to. But this year they actually had a lot of interesting uh, Sergeant Pepper takes. Because it's the 50th anniversary of the Sgt. Pepper album. It is. Yeah. So that's what I liked an awful lot. And I like getting into like a lot of the 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 Rubber Soul and Revolver Beatles, you that's know, the too. Best. Rubber and Soul Revolver. Yeah. Beatles. So the the good Beatles that there's called Jukebox, they're the Puerto Ricano. The Beatles from Puerto Rico, <laughs> which are really cool that I like. And they're calling for the Beatles in Puerto Rico. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah, man. They're, I was just they're, asking. They're I think that's kind of funny. Actually, they're one of the most popular bands there that show up every year because they 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 when they show up and play, everybody goes to see them. And there's another band called Brit Beat that's pretty cool, except they didn't bring their uh, Ed Sullivan actor dude. Ed Sullivan, huh? They a really so big they're shoe. a really big shoe. So they the Brit Beat basically plays songs throughout the entire Beatle longevity. And in between costume changes, they'll bring out this Ed Sullivan, really great show host, to break it up in between and keep you entertained. And they do a pretty good, but I've noticed he wasn't there this year, so I don't know what the deal was with that dude. But you're just hearing the same songs over and over, aren't you? Or? But when, But when you're live... 
at a festival with hundreds of other people having oh. a good time and drinking, it's a hell of a lot fun. A lot more fun than just listening to the same songs over and over. So if you're not drinking, it would be bad? No, if you're drinking, uh, if you're not drinking, it would still be fun because you still go see all these different bands from around the world that put their own spin on it and all that kind of fun stuff. So the Beatles... I think it would be cool if they just... You do but, these songs, we do these songs, you do these songs. I don't want. I think it would be cool too. Last year, that's kind of what they did. Last year, they gave a Beatles band and said, "You do uh, Rubber Soul, you do Revolver, you do Abbey Road, you do Let It Be," and it was actually kind of good. Some bands would struggle with a few songs because, as you said, because of the studio, yeah, you know, uh, recordings that they did, it would be a little tough. But some winged it pretty good and, and played it pretty well. Uh, so let me ask you this. I mean, there were no Japanese Beatles there this year. Get it, Japanese Beatles? Oh, <laughs> no, but there was a Japanese Beatles, and they <laughs> still dressed up like the Fab Four, and it was pretty funny. And but but they did all right. They weren't there this year. Were the shitty Beatles there? The shitty Beatles? No, they oh, okay. the shitty Beatles weren't there. Okay. The dung Beatles? No. The dung Beatles were not there. So the Beatles trans transpire uh, transpires whatever. Uh, they. But but then you they get, went out throughout the world. Okay, the world. Yeah. Everybody loves them. Well, I don't know who, but some people love everyone. Them. But you love everybody. Them. Okay. What is there an act? Yeah. That you guys are gathering for. Okay, so Abbey Road on the River. Yeah. Thousands of people go to this thing. Uh-huh. It's nuts. Yes. Is there a band in the last twenty years that they people will be doing this to in the next thirty? No. I don't think so. Katy Perry. No. <laughs> And it actually kind of uh, makes I me mean, seriously. no no seriously it actually I mean, kind of makes me lament about the the state of music today, and and I was just thinking about this in comparisons to you know uh, kid those young kids today you know those kids today like a lot of their music venue revolves around DJs yeah and I'm, hitting buttons playing you know the, where their talent is is mixing the beat without missing the stress beat, you know, because there's an art to that DJing. Oh, there is. There you know, is a very good the, skill. Keeping yes. the consistent beat and mixing the songs with the consistent giving going. But, it, it, but it's not, you know, you know, a music. They're not musicians. They're performers is what I would call them. They're artists and performers, but they're not musicians. You know, they're not actually creating songs, guitars, pianos, drums, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and it's not as... The music today is is like our technology. It's dumbed down. It's uh, drum machines. It's it's loops. It's disposable. It's loops. It's samples. It's loops, and it's disposable. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's no... There's no band... And I hate to say it because I, I, I mean, of course, I sound like an old, old fogey. Yeah. You know, maybe to some people out there listening, like, oh, fuck you, old man. You know, but, you know, it, it, it there's no... That human element of of authenticity is not there. I mean, look at Beyonce with her song. You know, all the single ladies. You know, all the thirty-six. Ladies, what thirty-six the... producers for one song? Yeah, but it, I mean, it's to insane. Her cred, to her you know, credit, it's a very catchy. Song. She's a she. No, <laughs> I'll I'll give her this. She's a performer. She is. She is an artist, but a musician. I, I have a hard time because she's got thirty-six people going over this stuff. Where it's so overproduced. You know, it's not, you know, they're talking about the, the best thing about Sgt. Pepper is when EMI Records, 
bought the first eight-track recording. And so the Beatles were like, hey, before that, everything was on four tracks. And sometimes you had to double up two instruments on the same track. So when oh, they got these eight-track, yeah, yeah, multiple on four tracks. But now when they started you know, listening, to, what a great thing to do is go listen to George Martin talk about him producing these albums with the songwriting you yeah. know, process that I'm they went through. I'm stunned they what they did on eight tracks. Because nowadays, yeah. you see 64 tracks is like the minimum exactly. on, a, on a mixing board. You know, really? yeah. That's yeah, I, I, you know, and a lot of things. I know nothing about did. music, so, I mean, that's impressive that yeah. I didn't know it was six. So, yeah, it is. do you think... So, I get off on a tangent. I'm no, sorry. No, but I'm, just, I'm asking because, again, I don't know music that yeah. well. Do you, and this is just me, do you think Metallica could do that thing in 20 no. years? You think people would be drawn to that? No. Um, I, I'd say Metallica I might would be say one of the closest to Could be, but I, I would tell you it would be a Metallica cover band that everybody goes to go see. That gets really popular. Um, because, like you would have a lot of cover bands from all over the mm-hmm. world come. That was the thing. To, in, a, yeah. in a less than 10-year period, the Beatles went through a huge evolution mm-hmm. where they changed their music pretty much every time they got together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, you know, that. as ben, yeah. ben, Folds, ben Folds described... You know what was really neat? What, what show was Ben Folds on with those musical things? I forget who it was. I'll check. He was on a show, and I watched a show, and it was with some other, you know, ditzy pop lady and some other dude. He, out of the three judges judging people. Oh, he judged or something? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. He was the only musically, professionally trained guy who knew what he was talking about. So when he would talk and reference things, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy knows something. And the other, you know, uh, pop singer, I forget what's her name, was like... I just felt you were really into it, and you look like you're having fun. And and Ben Foles is like, well, you got this, you know. I like the crescendo and the bridge between you did between this and that, and the change of the beats. I'm like, dude, that's a musically, that's a musician, you know. The other lady, great artist, performer, yes, not a musician, and you could tell in their critiques. But maybe that's how it was set up. She was there for the fluff. He was there for the meat. And the other guy was there for the bones. I have no idea. You know, <laughs> did, but was, did they have a nasty like a yeah. Simon Cow or something? Yeah, I don't, whatever. I forget what show it was. Well, that's the problem. Is you need to have that guy. Yeah, I don't you, care. You need you need to have that dumbed down for the masses. You sing off. Yeah, sing off. That was it. But no, Ben Foles did a great. He was talking about the influence of the Beatles, and he said he said basically when I would go and write a song or write a concept or do a concept album or anything like that, I would think of okay, let me try this, and he'd be like. Damn it, the Beatles did that first. Uh, let me do this. Now, damn it, the Beatles did that first. Simpsons did it. You know, yeah, or the Simpsons. But no, it, you know, basically almost anything that anybody does in popular music today, the Beatles have did it first, so they're trendsetters. Ben I Ford. mean, the whole music video thing comes from the Beatles. The uh, Ben Folds referred to the yeah. sing-off as the shit show. <laughs> you, and that is correct, because if you listen to Ben Folds talk, you know, I, I completely agree with where he was coming from. What network was that on? NBC. NBC. Yes. So anyways, yeah, but you know, what other band would it be? I mean, I've seen Zeppelin cover bands. I've seen all kinds of cover bands. I've seen, you know... Uh, Coldplay? I've and seen, I'm not joking. I'm Cold, like, yeah, I've seen, in seriously. 15 years, do you think? I mean, I've seen, like, uh, 60s festivals okay. or disco festivals or you know 80s festivals but it's not just the, the one, one band, band that's all over the place well, th- also another thing about the, the beatles is when they did it you, you didn't have as many outlets to hear music i mean you had probably five radio stations in every city you can listen to if you're and lucky. They all played the same yeah. stuff yeah and they still do by the way yeah. 
Unless you're in a big city. That's why but, I like going to Chicago. You listen to like a radio yeah. station that actually plays like B-side deep album cuts mm-hmm. that are awesome that you never hear. Not like on WEBN Cincinnati here. It's the same fucking 50 songs all the time. Yeah. You know what, though? You should listen yeah. to the other songs. You know why? Because they go, all the single ladies, all the single oh, ladies. Yeah, single if you ladies. like, you put a ring on it. Yeah, if you exactly. like, you put a ring on it. But, but anyways, go all ahead. The you're not even close to the beat. No, seriously, your, your, your point, Jeff. Yeah, continue. Yeah, no, no, but my right. point is like that they were the ones that they became popular, and then they also then progressed in their music mm-hmm. that, you know, when you only have so many places to find music... Yeah. And they're the ones that are doing the unique stuff that stand out. I mean, nowadays, if there was a band, they probably won't even get noticed because there's so many places to get your music from. But yeah, di- 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 diversion. Yeah, to so many diversions, you know, as compared. And that's what that's what makes them so great is the fact that, you know, they're that zitgeist, you know, there that everybody focused on. Perfect word for it. Yeah, yeah you know. Okay. Well, so, anyways, yeah, Beatles. This uh, episode of Hobie was sponsored by the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> Sergeant <Abby wrote>. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, what's really great is going back. Yeah, not just with the Beatles, but I like it with any musicians or songs. I like to hear the backstories of the songs and what the inspirations were for, for you know what they wrote and why they wrote. And so I'm like a big, you know. Uh, um, Wikipedia, um, you know, internet behind the music. Behind the music, yeah. yeah VH1, they, VH1, they still have behind the music. You know, I watch, I'll watch that stuff, and I just, I just dig all that thing. The I dig it all behind. Best it. VH1 behind the music was about Pink, uh, because <laughs> no, that, that was the E True Hollywood. That was story. the E True Hollywood. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, because she had <laughs> asthma, yeah. and as a teenager, she fought with her mom about her clothes. And boys. And boys. <laughs> it was a pretty rough lifestyle for Pink. Uh, this is how she got her inspiration. And I love Pink, actually, as a musician. But it is funny. Like, Jeff was talking about this E! True Hollywood story years ago. Uh-huh. Like, you got to be kidding me. This is the biggest. Like, everyone suffers drugs. Everything. No, she just fought with her mom about boys as a teenager. And clothes. And you watch you it. wear that like, out the house. Yeah. You, you watch it. You're like, me, mom. oh, my God, this is true. This is really yeah. Yeah. I have asthma, <laughs> which I'm not mocking. I but can't the believe time. she became a singer with all her troubles with breathing as a child and yeah. fighting with her mom yeah. about clothes and boys. Yes, true. But you know what's interesting about music too? You guys know about everybody's records, you know, in Pleasant Ridge. Yes, yes, yeah. Jeff, Local you game. ever been there? I've I was, I was there, actually I in there the first time about several weeks ago, and I missed that old record store atmosphere but and they still have it you think of you know the you know the modernity and the, oh, yeah. the iphones and mm-hmm. the itunes yeah, even and if you're not song downloading downloads. it you're going to best buy sterile yeah I, I remember the days where i'm going to a record store and i would literally look at every cd you know trying to find something that i was listening to or or listening talking to the guys like hey what's your recommendation well what do you like i like this this here try listening to these guys you know buy this cd and they still had that atmosphere in there. Granted, it was still, you know, it's not probably as hopping as it used to be, but it was still crowded. Is I was still it, impressed by it. Is that how you got hooked on Miley Cyrus? Yes. Yeah. Is that why? The country Miley. Not the oh, hip-hop. you love the Beatles? That's a culturally appropriated uh, hip-hop Miley Cyrus. You like Lee Greenwood? Here, try this. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, I saw a couple movies in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them being Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which oh. I gave you my listener review yes. last week, which you read, which was? 
was good. Me likey. Yes. Yeah. Me likey. <laughs> me likey. It was very then, enjoyable. You know that movie had probably about seven, eight previews in yes. front of that movie. Oh, yes, it and did. And let me tell you something. I don't want to see any of those damn movies that they've been trying to hype. I think this summer is going to suck I mean, big time. I think there were about two or three uh, movies. Only that... there's only one preview that I liked, and that was Wonder Woman. And I, I looked at that preview and I said, "Yeah, that's good." Other than that, all the other stuff that they played in front of it, like the Transformers, Transformers, Transformers have been part of Earth history for a thousand years, and we've <laughs> hit it. I'm like, "Please hide it, because I don't Continue want it anymore." It. Continue to hide it, because I don't want this shit anymore. It's getting ridiculous. Has uh, Anthony Hopkins officially jumped the shark? He'll just do anything. Yeah. We've been on that for years. Yeah, but it's even worse now. Yeah, yeah he's worse than Al Pacino territory. Pretty much. So. Oh, he he flat out admits if they pay him enough yeah. money, he'll do it. Dunkachino. Yeah. <laughs> but but seriously, I mean, they they played so many summer movie previews, and each one I was like, no, 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 and, I, and that's it. Wonder Woman's it. I mean, think about it. What movies coming out this summer do you want to see? Wonder Woman. That's Wonder it. Woman. This it. comes out Thursday. Or Thursday it's coming night. out this weekend. I guess I better get That's tickets. Right. Better get ready. <laughs> Might have to talk about that. Okay. If you haven't okay. got them yet. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. If you have a penis, you may not be able to see it Thursday. We're we'll talking about that in the news of the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, dropping hints, show hints. No, but uh, in the other one I saw, I finally got around to seeing Doctor Strange. Did you like it? It was okay. okay. It was enjoyable. It wasn't. It was. It could have been predictable, and it could have gone a predictable route, but it didn't go that route. But you know what? I really got tired of the Inception geometrical city shifting shit all the time. It was cold, but it did get a little bit old at it, the end. It, it, it did. I'm like, please stop. I mean, just <laughs> just do something different. Did you like the end? I like the just ending, Just stop though. the kaleidoscope shit. I like the end, and the director said that, we talked about this before, that yeah. he didn't want to, every comic book movie ends with destruction of a city. He wanted yeah. to rebuild the city. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was pretty cool. I liked how him he was making a deal with a do. Dor- Dormammu. Yeah. Dormammu. Yeah, that I was came, pretty I'm neat. Kept coming back. Yeah, exactly. Stop! I gave you an infinity loop. I keep feeling like he wanted to say, will you stop that? <laughs> no. You, no. Stop no. that. That's silly. Stop it. That's <laughs> silly. I'm, like a, that. I'm a universe destroyer. Stop that silly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, because you, you could sit there, sit there and think when he started doing the time, I was like, oh, my God, the predictable thing is he's going to move time. He's going to go back so his hands don't get fucked up. And But you know what? It, it actually, he didn't. You know, he that kept, he that kept it. It surprises me he didn't do that. Oh, that's what Go I thought. Back in time before. <laughs> that's what I thought the predictability was coming in. Did you like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch though? Yeah, it was okay. He he was kind of funny. Yeah, his, his sense of humor I think fit the Doctor Strange character. Yeah, I, I mean, thought he was perfect. Even 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 he, you know, jokes with Wong and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of like laughing his own bad jokes. Mm-hmm. The writers, kind of thing. Kinda yeah. Like, you know, Han Solo. Yeah, we've done this before. Let's go blow it up. You know, kind of joke. Yeah. In, inside joke. I thought it was okay. But the Force Awakens was but, totally original. But I had to watch the first ten minutes twice, you know, with my father-in-law and everything, because we couldn't figure out what the problem was with the DVD. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever played a movie where it automatically defaulted to uh, English with descriptive audio? No. Oh my God, it's annoying. I like we, the Queen's English or regular. No, no descriptive audio. For people who are, have hardest seeing. They will explain what's going on. Yeah, what's going yeah. on? It's, it yeah. drove me insane. I was like, at first, I'm like, 
Is this part of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> and then we do my Jason. I don't know. And then Stephen Strange walks the across movie? the floor. Yes. Maybe. I'm like, maybe. And then, you know, I'm yelling at a 60-year-old guy to stop the movie and pause it. And he's, like, yelling at me back. <laughs> I don't think it's part of the movie. No, that was cool when I was working in the theater when we first got the descriptive uh, the audio. We, like, would hand out headsets. And certain well, only yeah. certain theaters were getting the descriptive But not on an audio. action-packed movie beginning like Doctor Strange. No, 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 no. I mean, you had to get a headset yeah. and only you would hear it. Yeah, yeah. You, but, it, but not for, like, <laughs> everybody in the room. <laughs> It was, it was like, at first I'm like, is this part of the movie? I don't know. I will tell you, I did watch one episode of Daredevil with a yeah. descriptive audio on. Because mm-hmm. I was at work and, you know, I can listen a lot, but I can't always watch. And, it was and, interesting. And, and kind of like in in unison, you know, in, in Brotherhood with Daredevil, since he was blind. Oh, yeah. I think that was the first uh, first Netflix first movie show, show that did it. At least Netflix yeah. one, yep. yeah. There you go. Good but, job for Netflix. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I want to do that. So I, while I'm, you know, have my back to the screen, I can still know what's going on. Because especially mm-hmm. in shows where there's a lot of fighting, all you hear is explosions and you have no clue what happened. Yeah. So that that's another reason it's tougher for me to watch those uh, CW uh, shows because not there's, Riverdale. There's a lot of non dialogue parts of the show where I have no clue what happened because I can't pay that close attention to it. Jughead looks into Archie's misty eyes. <laughs> Archie ra- uh, raises his fingers over his sixteen pack abs. I was hoping we'd Jughead. make it through one episode without even talking. Jughead about turns his hat <laughs> and puts on it his helmet. I mean his hat, and uh, he looks at him mistily and says, uh, "You I know love what my you. DVR did? It downloaded the Twelve Monkeys." A thon because oh. sci fi was trying that entire season in oh, two yeah. days. Yeah. Well, you now got it on DVR? Yeah. It automatically downloaded and I looked at it and I, I thought about it. And you know what I did? I erased just, it I right deleted away. it all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I, the we first did. season was good. It started going and jumped the shark because it became way predictable. And I said, I'm out. We do that uh, with a couple of shows that were like, I look at my wife, I was like, they canceled the show, delete it. <laughs> I yeah, was like, I mean, uh, like a one, like a first season show. Yeah. Like we kind of liked it, and she's like, "Delete it. We're not watching mm-hmm. it. It's pointless." I was like, "Okay." Yeah, <laughs> See, but, but I, if you would have done that with great shows that only lasted a season, mm-hmm. you'd miss out on a lot. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now, granted, That's there's true. only about two or three of those. Well, you, you know, of. I did, I did start rewatching True Detective season one. Oh, yeah. okay. Because time is a flat circle, <laughs> and you wished that they had canceled that and after dri- one season. Driving a Buick. <laughs> Uh, the rumor is that De- uh, True Detective Season 3 will be coming out. Well, that Pizzolatto and I hear both uh, Woody and uh, McConaughey are both interested in that Season 3. Now, what are they going to do? I don't I don't know. Are they going to like just produce it and work with it, or are they going to make reappearances? There's or... big news that Fargo uh, Season 4 may but, not happen, yeah. too. Ooh. That's another but, one. I've heard people disappointed on Season 3. Really? No. But I... But, Going back to True Detective, it is really cool going back and rewatching the thing again and picking up all these things that you missed the first mm-hmm. time around. It was really nice. Blake, uh, speaking of Transformers, in our green room right now, there's a tr- uh, commercial for the new Transformers Ugh. film. June no. 21st. 
No. Michael it's Bay. It's Hobie Day. I think Michael everybody. Bay must be stopped. Hobie Day at the theater. No. All of us go. Let's go. Come on. No. Uh, I, I think I'm on I know four. exactly where I won't be on May 21st. June 21st. Not watching. Oh, June 21st. Yeah. Transformers. May 21st is a little late for yeah. that. Although, now Marky Mark is in a fun commercial for, was it cable or Yeah, AT&T. And it's got James from Westworld. Yes. He's like, can I stop? No, you're going to die. No, you're James. really good at it. <laughs> I, I thought like that it. was pretty funny. Uh, let's do a Twitter poll of the week. Twitter poll of the week. You can follow us at Bad Ideas Podcast. Um, just to let you guys know, we are in third uh, third day, or sorry, third, third, round. third poll of the first round. But this says round two. Yeah, I screwed that up. Uh, let's see. <laughs> or intern did. Hobie's best video game console tournament, which now includes handhelds. Uh, and this is not the 1970s. That was another era. Okay, this is the uh, early 80s to mid 80s. I'm so confused. Uh, the options were, and you can vote if you go to our Twitter page. Not on this one though anymore. <laughs> Nintendo uh, Entertainment System, yeah. the Sega Master System, Atari 5200, and ColecoVision. So, uh, let's see. They will be joining Atari 2600 in the next round. Just to let yeah. you guys know that one last week. In uh, last place with 4%, the Atari 5200. Atari couldn't hold on. Yeah, I don't have an issue with that. It wasn't backwards compatible, no. so I'm okay with that. Uh, let's and, see. And even though it was Atari 2600 doubled? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, well, on this upcoming week, we have the 7800, which is the 2600. We'll get to that Ooh. in a second. Uh, let's see. ColecoVision came in third place with 7% of the vote, which I remember was ColecoVision because they had the first... Controllers that had like the little circular yep. disc, didn't Which they? Which just goes out to show that if you... Right? Yeah, it is. No, yeah. The, the circular disc, not a knob. I'm talking about like a circular disc that was on the, the little controller. That was in television with a... ColecoVision and television, it's all the same thing. No, it isn't. <laughs> ColecoVision, just to show you that there's everything out there online, there's several Twitter handles that are devoted to ColecoVision. Really? And they tried to ramp up the voting. Ah. And we had a lot of votes. And I'm not kidding. Like, we had more, you know, this is a decent one. But they can only ramp up to 7%. They only got from 0% to 7%. And one of them was, we beg to differ. Come on, ColecoVision enthusiasts. <laughs> there wasn't many enthusiasts. Now, you know what the whole big scandal on the ColecoVision What's was? that? It was what? on the Smurf Adventure game. Mm-hmm. Where you would try to get... Which actually was supposed to be a good game, right? It was actually pretty fun okay. for, for the time or whatever. But there was rumor that if you did something the right way, that like Smurfette would take off her clothes. Ooh. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, you and do. No, you don't. <laughs> and then uh, like, I remember if as kids... If you're a 10-year-old like, we boy, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, going to the woods to find porn instead. <laughs> but I remember uh, reading something about that a year or so ago. And it turned out all it was was there was like a glitch where her clothes wouldn't necessarily come off. They would just like be like her head, and like uh, the blue stuff would be there, but so the like other quick, stuff would just quick shaking. disappear. Like, like there was a way, there was like a little glitch that if weird things happened, then then it was like, yeah, the the pixels, uh, pixels, yeah, just kind of disappeared, kind of a little. What glitch was the purpose thing. of the Smurfs thing? Wasn't that to like collect apples or something? It, it was pretty much a Mario ripoff type thing. Okay. Or, well, I suppose this was before Mario, so. Okay. Or, it was a but, Mario prototype. <laughs> it was a side scroller where, yeah, you collect things and okay. to. Like I remember pitfall. like. Like Pitfall. <laughs> collect things instead of jumping on alligator heads. Yeah. So, Three perfectly <laughs> lined up in a pod. <laughs> 
Uh, Nintendo versus Sega Master System for second and first. Winning 68% to 21%. The Nintendo Entertainment System. I don't think almost everybody had a Nintendo NES at one point in time, yes, didn't they? In the I early did. consoles? I never well, did. Post-Atari? Although my brother Post-Atari 2600. I, I had an Atari 7800. Because didn't the Nintendo NES literally bring back the video console? Yes, it Pretty did. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. the Atari system killed it because there was too many bad games that yeah. take yeah, people off. It. So, And if you don't make things retro compatible, all you do is piss people off. Well, that's why Microsoft. The new poll this week, go online right now. You have about uh, 15 hours to vote left. 15 hours from recording? So yes. Three hours from when you hear this? Uh, not, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, the Atari 7800 versus the NEC's TurboGrafx-16 versus the Nintendo Game Boy. We are including handhelds because they are consoles. And the Sega Genesis. Those Minute, are the four. Miniature handheld consoles. That's right. And here's the thing. I'm doing it, uh, we're doing it based on years they came out. So it's the next big f- systems that came out the four year, uh, the four, next four in the years. Ah, okay. That's why Nintendo, Super Nintendo, the Super Nintendo is actually on the next poll. So um, I did not include the Action Max. I didn't. <gasps> oh. I realized that nobody ever had them. Yeah, no one even knows what you're talking so about. So the Action Max is no more. The Game Boy is you losing. Include the, we didn't ever get the Vetrix uh, thing. No, there was a couple of them I, because they were so similar in that, so. <laughs> Uh, right now, the Atari 7800 has 12% of the vote and is not in last place. All right. Genesis is beating the Game Boy 55 to 27, and TurboGrafx is at 6%. So you just gave away. No, no, because we still have, we still get a lot of it. <laughs> so if you're voting, if you're a Game Boy fan, get out there, vote, turn it. Cal- ColecoVision enthusiast into it. Is there any Game Boy enthusiast? I'm just wondering. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's do some listener feedback. Blake, take it away. Yes, and listener feedback. We start with this guy named Doug. Number one fan, Doug. Can't give yourself a nickname. He says uh, his intent is to steal Jeff's box office news. He says, as of Tuesday, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is at $740 million. I heard, by the way, I'll interject my own opinion in between his two sentences. Uh, it already made more than the original Guardians. Ooh, Jeff was Did wrong. Did you hear that? Oh, it doesn't surprise me. The second no. one always makes more than the first. In theory. In theory. Well, yeah, unless it's incredibly Avatar. bad. Yeah. Or it's Avatar. Oh, well, yeah, no. Avatar, that, that's got a, something to shoot for. We'll get into that in a second, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hint. Keep yes. listening. Yes. Uh, so, Doug. Says, uh, when it passes seven hundred and fifty million, Jeff said he would shave his beard, right? No. Okay. I, Were I, you I, recorded I, saying that? Nope. I was <laughs> recorded saying my was, bet was it wouldn't make seven fifty. I think he did bet that a beard. It. Did you bet a beard? Did you actually bet? No. Bet, 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 no. But you bet. just said a bet that had no stakes in it. My, no, yeah, no stakes. Oh. Have you met Jeff? Of course he's not betting money or anything that means yeah. anything. Well, I don't bet money. I don't yeah. uh, my question is... Well, what about steaks? My... Mm, well, I, I do bet burritos. Oh, okay, burritos. Ooh. Taco Bell or Chipotle? Chipotle. Oh, I don't eat Don't Taco use your Bell. debit card there. <laughs> <laughs> they got hacked. Don't oh, do no. it. Don't do it. Uh, let's see. A uh, couple things. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, they came out with a new ride in Disneyland. 
It was the, they turned the Tower of Terror into a Guardians, uh, the Collector's thing, escape from it. Wait, so, they did away with the Tower yeah. of Terror? Yeah. Did they do away with it or just rebrand it and add things to it? Really? Well, it was in Disneyland. They didn't do it in Disney World. Oh. So you're fine. Okay. So they redid it, and it's basically a 3D screen, or not 3 it's just a screen projecting movie. You're mm. in the thing. You're going up and down the elevator and all that. Yeah. But... There's a lot of different, like, over, I think, a dozen different songs, like, good 80s, 70s songs. Yeah. And each one has different scenes that they film for the music. So you can take a different ride each time, which is kind of fun. But anyways, so I went online, and I actually saw what the ride was because people film it. So it's great on YouTube. Yeah. And they're on opening day, and the next day, the day after, there's a five hour wait to get into it and it was a two minute ride you think about how two much you spend seconds. per day yes you know how much per hour you spend on that it was 300 minutes My to God. get to, to it and i was like i don't think i could handle that three and then the best is the comments from the things they're like five hours is a long time i could see maybe three and a half to four but i'm not waiting five really you're at four hours and you won't wait another well, at this point, who cares? At this point in my life, I don't think I'd wait more than 20 minutes for a ride. Well done. I mean, as a kid, we would wait. I think we would wait up to two hours to ride the beast. And then yeah. that was without iPhones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mobile technology. Even TVs like they have in lines yeah. now. The coll- I will say that that's when you would scout girls out in line and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to pass them. We're going to pass them. We're going to pass them. Don't, don't look at them. Don't look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Don't make eye contact. Oh, she looked at me. She looked at me. Oh. <laughs> I got porn in the woods. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? Damn it. Damn it. Uh, but it was, the collector's thing was pretty cool. Like, they had a lot of, like, you go through the collector's gallery, basically, and they have an animatronic rocket raccoon that looks really da- damn good. Uh, it looked, it was fun. Cool. I mean, from what I saw, I would not wait five hours for a two-minute ride, but, you know, that's just me. It, it, speaking of the, the Kurt Russell character, mm-hmm. what, what was his name? Ego. Ego. Mm-hmm. Oh, how fitting. Yes. Isn't it great? And he's like, yeah, I figured out the meaning of life. I need to populate myself and everything. Yes. <laughs> Hence the ego. Hence the ego, yeah, Did you exactly. get creeped out by young Kurt Russell? It kind of creeped me out. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, kind of. The CGI was still pretty good, but you can it tell was it wasn't completely natural because it missed the natural. Give it about five years. Natural facial lines and you know stuff like that, but it was really good. Kind of like was... Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. I, spin. Yeah. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I like Kurt Russell. I wish he would good. be back as somebody else, but yeah. Uh, speak of uh, rides, I needed to do this. Um, the Avatar. Oh, wait. We'll get to it in a second. Never mind. We'll get to it later. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, hey, next we got some Europeans. What? Europeans. Oh, I love their planet. Yeah. It's actually a moon. Oh, okay. A Vendor. Yeah. Got some, yeah. I think it's around, is it Jupiter? Or That's what I was thinking. It's Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. Devil, yeah. Devil, devil correct devil us. Devil correct us. Yeah. That's right. We have some Europeans because we're international. <laughs> Interplanetary? Yeah, we're international because you can hear us on places like Nerdly.co.uk. Good mate. Hello, guys. Wanka. Yeah, check out monkey. Check out monkeys. Where else can you hear us? Uh, you can also hear us Geek Life Radio, 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, every Friday. Tangent Bound Network. Tangent Bound. And uh, We Be Geeks, every Wednesday morning. And also on 
Danger Entertainment. Danger. Danger. Danger, Danger Entertainment. Uh, and also on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, and any other podcast yeah. app that's worth it. iHeartRadio. Yes. Radio. And give us reviews, please. Yeah. And even if you're in like non-English-speaking countries like Canada yes. or New York, New Jersey area. You can still hear us. Or weird places Google like Play. California. Google Play. And also, uh, you can like us, like our Facebook page, The History of Bad Ideas. Uh, we give you up-to-date uh, news and movie news and comic book news and everything else. So. And trailers. And trailers. Lots of trailers. Lots of uh, fun little videos. So, follow us. Anyways, go on, Blake. Yeah, trailers. Or, not. we're not talking parkies. We're not talking murder cabins. That's right. No, anyways, from uh, our European folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, who still listen to us despite the fact of <laughs> Trump's disastrous foreign policy trip? <laughs> Down uh, Supreme the hall. Overlord. I'm sorry, Supreme o- Supreme Overlord. Your successful European yes. American muscle trip. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Touch the golden orb. Get see, out of my way. Do you see him with the G77 in the golf cart? What a douche. He's just a fucking tool. See him flip- I want to apologize for the rest of the world right now. Supreme, I mean, I mean, Supreme Overlord Trump rules. Did you see him flip off the other leaders? Yeah, the, the, oh, oh the my god, off. the the macaroni dude yeah. and uh, the the Did Merkel you macaroni. Yeah, the Did macaroni. You, you dude. see the handshake with the, the handshake with the macaroni. I miss that. Poor Montenegro. You think of small independent country <laughs> doesn't get any respect on the international stage. Just get shoved you get out of the shoved way. Shoved out of the way by that asshole. <laughs> I saw uh, uh, that day. Uh, meme on uh, Facebook or whatever where it's like, here's Trump at the uh, uh, NATO uh, summit, and it was the clip from uh, Airplane when he's walking in and everybody but yeah, making it for yeah. stuff. He just starts punching Oh, yeah, the pilot's being him. approached yeah. by everybody, and he's just kicking the shit out of everybody going like by. Trump at yeah. the, uh, we were, at the My wife summit. and I watched The Amazing Race, and they were in Norway a couple weeks ago. I was like, can we just move to Norway? They don't bother anyone. They're not a national world power. Nobody attacks them. She's like, they had a serial killer, or they had a, a, a massive shooting a couple years ago. Yeah, they Damn did. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> That's right, they did. Okay. But Besides it, that. But you know, all the Scandinavian countries love death metal. Yeah, do you know yeah, that? That's what's yes. cool about the Scandinavian <laughs> they countries. Do. They do. What's <laughs> not cool about the Scandinavian countries is winter. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I've got a big problem. I can't go anywhere farther north than where you're at now. Where I'm at. <laughs> well, Maybe Columbus. I might stretch as far as Columbus. Well, I did say that. Uh, you know, Indeed, I would love to move to area. Montana. And then this past week, we watched a Dateline murder mystery, and it took place in Montana. My wife, like, see, I told you. We're out. They murder like, people everywhere. I was like, it's a boyfriend. Yeah. And here's the best part. There's a handful. They won't tell the number. In the dateline, they said there's a handful of FBI agents for the whole state of Montana. <laughs> I was like, well, of course. One agent. And well, here's the best part. The cop that was investigating, the detective that was investigating the murder, he was also the CSI guy. Yeah. He was a detective, and he was something else in the county. I'm like, <laughs> you know the best part is? In order to perform all those roles, he has to carry all those different hats. That's just, and he's like, hold on one hold moment. On. He's got to switch hats. Well, the best part is they found her car missing, or they found her missing car on the side of the road. And they're like, yeah, we looked at it, you know. And then I got in the car, and the keys were there. So I just drove it to the uh, forensic lab so we could do the test. I was like, you just sat in it. Wait a minute. You can't do that. Just tow it. My, my father... Um, 
Yeah. The tow, tow, uh, tow truck driver is three counties away. <laughs> yes. And the, the same thing. My father-in-law wants us to go to Montana for, oh, to. for a camping vacation, to go Glacier yeah. Park. He's like, yeah, in order to go buy milk, you have to drive 45 minutes uh-huh. away from where we're, cam- we're going to camp. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not driving 45 minutes to go get milk. Maybe you bring milk with you. Screw that. Or goat. Just bring a goat. Oh, just bring a goat with you. Ride a moose. I've looked at real estate in Montana many, many times. To start a cult? No. (laughs) Oh. That would be a good place to start a cult. Yeah. uh, But I keep looking, and my wife's like, well, yeah, but what's the population of the town? I was like, oh, let me check. 218, 507, 8. I was like, this is right next to the mountains. How awesome is that? Population, 712. Yes! Let's do it! No! Yeah. She's like, that's as big as our subdivision. That's it. <laughs> you know, if you want to move to Montana to start a cult, I'll be your cult consultant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have about 200 acres. Well, the, the key is get everybody to do everything else for you so you can just reap what yes. they all sow. And keep saying, in 30 years, this that's is right. coming. This is coming in 30 you, years. You always have to have a threat, you know, doomsday threat at the yes. end. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> Because when you want to pick up chocks and move, you just have them all drink Kool-Aid, you know, and take off. Melissa McCarthy will make Ghostbusters 2 in 30 years if you don't do what we say. No! And she'll shit in a sink. (laughs) She has threatened the world, people. Well, speaking of cults, I loved the the line from The Office uh, when Creed was talking about that. Mm -hmm. I've been involved in cults as both leaders and followers. It was more profitable of being a leader, but much more fun being a follower. <laughs> I love Creed. Uh, anyways, we had a question from our European friend. Kevin, oh. great question. Thanks. What was the question? And now, moving on. No, wait, hold on. No, Kevin at 365 Flicks. Hey, he says, uh, I have decided I'm going to vote in the upcoming UK election. First time ever. It only took you how many years to get involved in the democratic process? He says, uh, who does Blake think I should vote for? Uh, I don't know. I say uh, but I, for staying. But I guarantee oh, you, I, think they did I that guarantee already. you, your choice is a turd burger and a shit sandwich. Giant douche. Giant douche. Or a giant douche. Third party giant douche. <laughs> you know, they usually get in there somewhere or another. But this is, this is Europe. So you got like 50 people running for the election, right? Because that's how they decide sure. parliament. Yeah, whatever. Sure, I'm going that. government shit. Uh, I would say never. I say, I say drink heavily. <laughs> uh, if there's a guy that names is named Trump, <laughs> may well vote for him. He's a good supreme overlord. Well, if, if if you like Trump, then I suppose you can vote to try to keep Theresa May in power. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, when is the when is the UK election? It's- Pippa's bum running for election. I would vote for Pippa's bum. I vote vote for Pippa's bum. Uh, let's see. We got. There you go. Uh, let's we see. already decided, Jason. We're moving on. You vote oh. for Pippa's bum. I, I, I got Theresa May. No. No. Okay. The Tories have almost doubled the vote. I don't know what that means. I'm just looking at Google. Aren't they the people that wear funny wigs? Maybe. I thought those were the wigs. <laughs> oh no, that's the American. <laughs> Jeremy party. Corbyn and Theresa May. There you go. Has Jeremy Corbyn married his grade school crush? If so, then vote. Yes. <laughs> and if his grade school crush is his teacher... Does she speak French? <laughs> Much, better. <laughs> Much better than an elementary school teacher. All right, then. Write in Pippa's bum. That's my recommendation. All right. Uh, can you imagine that? Uh, so the party in control of power with the most seats. Pippa's bum. <laughs> 
He's a little sexist. <laughs> All right. No, there's nothing sexist about that. It's a nice bum. It was very popular in the UK a couple years ago. All right. Um, yeah. Still is, is by finding, the way. Finding a very good UK male bum. <laughs> Moving on. You know, Roger Moore passed away last week. Yes. That's a bummer. It was a bummer. I haven't seen his bum, I see what though. you did there. I see what you did. <laughs> no George Lasby. Anyways, let's move on to uh, Besotted Geek and Nikki. They did a joint one on Twitter two weeks ago. Ooh. They asked us. She said, uh, this is from our uh, Nikki's from New Zealand. Yes. She speaks Kiwi. She does. So she must use uh, iGoogle Translate to send us this stuff in English. Probably. Where's Beside a Geek from? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Can't all be winners. Where does that Twitter marriage come from? Well, they just are friends with Hobie. <gasps> no, they're they both fans of us. Yay! Yay! Apologize. That's right. Now you got to <laughs> apologize to each other. All right, so they said uh, rank all the Spider-Man films. Does this include the ones we haven't seen? Yeah, I'm assuming, what, it's the three Tobey Maguires, the two... Uh, What's amazing? Uh, two two amazing. And does that include uh, Spider-Man being in Homecoming? Civil War? No. No, no Spider-Man no. Civil War? But he's War? in Civil War. Okay, well, that was number one. Okay. Okay, so we'll go through that. I think it's his solo adventures. So what would you pick? What would be the ranking? I would say Spider-Man 2. I think that was the, the Doc consensus. Ock one. Uh-huh. Then I would probably go on to Spider-Man 1. It's not good. I thought it was okay. It doesn't hold up well. It doesn't hold up. Green Goblin's bad. The first Amazing Spider-Man was actually kind of decent. I actually kind of liked it because it had a different spin to it. I think looking back, I wouldn't have a problem doing Doc Ock, Mm Spider-Man 2, then Amazing Spider-Man 1, Mm -hmm. then Spider-Man 1. Mm-hmm. Then a tie in last place between the one that had Venom and the one that had Electro. Electro. Yeah, I agree. So that's actually not both bad. of those genres yeah. tied for last. I'm, I'm trying to think if how I would which one I would put ahead of the other. I'd have a hard time. The Venom one yeah, or between Venom and because it's got Venom. Electro oh, Jamie or... Foxx is so bad. Hey, speaking of which, I like my Sandy. favorite Tom Hardy signed on for Venom. He did sign on for Tom Venom. Hardy kicks ass. Yes. We've talked about this before. This should be interesting. You cannot recognize him from movie to movie. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. Because he's that good. But I like him as Venom. I like yeah. it. If he's Eddie Brock, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways. Better than Topher Grace. Yes. Better than Topher So what do you pick? Craig, who would you pick, Jeff? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I think I'm leaning towards All right, let's I'll move on to the next Spider-Man oh, wait, 3. Spider-Man 3. Over Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. If for any reason, just because of the terrible ending with the Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I I, I see bits of decent movie in Spider-Man 3. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was a disjointed piece of shit. Even Gar- Andrew Garfield didn't know what it was about, he said. <laughs> And they were so worried about world world building, the future movies. They didn't yeah. worry about the movie they were in. Exactly. I'll give you that. Lack of lack of concentration. All right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Beside a geek and Nikki. Uh, Beside oh. a geek also has another question. He does. Oh, that's later on. Never oh, mind. Later on. Uh, oh, anyways. But anyways, okay. we have corrections. Corrections. And uh, we <laughs> like to invite everybody to give us corrections because we're right until proven wrong. That's right. And uh, this one's from Doug. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, hey, Jason, Jeff, and Dr. Number One. It's Pandora World 
of Avatar, not Avatar Land. Wrong. From now on, it's Avatar Land. Uh, on the, the Hobie podcast, it will be forever referred to as Avatar Land. On our History of Bad Ideas Facebook page, I did include uh, the uh, per, the media walkthrough of Avatar Land. 16 minutes of my life I wish I had back, and I even sped mode some of it, fast forward some of it. Seriously, it's 16 minutes long to watch? And what was in it? Fucking plants. That's all it was. Plants. plants. Did they have the... the, the Tree, the life tree, or whatever it's called. I think so. I kind of skipped that. Did, did, did they floating did they, mountains? Did they let you collect the unobtainium? I don't know. No, they didn't. Oh. And there was a a plant that these people were. You know, they had the characters talking, and they're like, "This plant, you know, we've brought back from life because it takes place hundreds of years after the Pandora movies, I guess." Oh, and yay. yeah, and I guess like uh, you can touch it and knock on it, and your energy is absorbed into it so they can spore and make more, you know, send these spores out. So you tap on it. So, so do I lose the energy? I'm so, going to die sooner now? Probably. So people with asthma shouldn't go to this place. Correct, because it's spores central. Exactly. You knock spore on it. central. You knock on it, and all it is, it's hollow inside. That's the reverb coming back. And then there's mist that comes out the top. Every time you knock on it. But the whole thing looks like a fucking conservatory. And then there's two rides. The boat ride, which I saw again. uh, I watched that the last night. Uh, Basically, it's a boat ride, and there's it's inside. There's water, obviously, and lots of plants everywhere. No Mm -hmm. real adventure or anything. Then there's one that you get on these flying dragging things. Dragging things. Uh, Yep. That looks interesting. Like it's an up and down one. You know, you're Mm. in the thing. It's a three. You know, kind of a three D look of it. It was kind of fun. But I'm like, so this whole land is just fucking plants everywhere. There's nothing else. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is awful. I wish failure upon it. Yes. Yes. And that's evil. Yes. Uh, Number one fan Doug will be at Avatar Land next week. He will be posting some pictures to our History of Bad Ideas Facebook page. Oh, boy. Get excited, people. Get excited. Did you give him uh, access to... No. Oh, he'll be not sending yet. them to you, and you'll be not yet. I haven't. I'm debating if we should give him access to it or not. <laughs> hey, Blake, on the green in the green room, the Transformers trailer's up. Oh, stop, Michael. It's Bay. mocking you. It's mocking Please. you. Please, looks Michael so good. Bay must be stopped. It looks so good. So there's Avatar Land. Don't see it. It looks yeah. awful. Thomas Kirk though yelled at me for that. Captain Kirk. Anyways, moving on. Oh, speaking of Captain Kirk, yes. Captain Kirk says, "Remember, the Atari 2600 should have been dis." Qualified in the poll due to the time it was made. He thought there should have been other computer Magnavox things out. Yeah, apparently we we, we kind of put the uh, Magnavox Odyssey in there, Mm -hmm. which apparently was made like six years before the Atari 2600. I'm like details. I'm like, eh, well, technically, we were talking about the Magnavox Odyssey 2, which was the good one (laughs) because the first one was crap. So. Odyssey 2 was probably more in comparison with the you know what? 2600. I will put the Odyssey 2 into the next round of the thing. Oh, okay. There you go. You ask for it, you get it. I can't remember. I can't say I'll remember that, but you know, remind me when it gets to that round. Correct him next week when he hasn't done it. Yes. <laughs> what All else right. we got? Uh, now we move on to listener reviews. If you have a review, send it over to our Twitter account. Yeah, this one's from uh, Nikki. Mm-hmm. She's... Uh, Twittering solo to us mm-hmm. this time. She says, a uh, review of John Wick 2. Fucking awesome. So much fighting. Ruby Rose is awful. Thank God they didn't kill the dog again. Good call. Good call. 
Okay. All right. Uh, next one from again from Captain Kirk. The Mick was three out of five, but the commercials killed the show. I only watched it because I went to the kitchen to make dinner. When they came back, it was on, and I found it was good. I would not have watched it from the commercials. That is true. We've talked about that. The commercials are awful for the promoting Mick? it. Yeah, I still have yet to watch it because the commercials didn't make me want to see the show. I give it a four out of five. Uh, uh, and then, of course, we got uh, the other European, Chris at uh, 365 Flicks. Good day, mate. Hello, wanker. You cheeky cunt. He says, uh, cheeky review of Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go see that, but, you know, the old lady, the female perspective, doesn't like scary movies. You want to go with me and my dad? No. Okay. You haven't gone yet? No, nah, not yet. <laughs> I mean, sure, but I'm probably not available. I'll be doing my hair. <laughs> Uh, don't bother watching it. What? Scott was more interested in Fastbender's androids than the actual fucking alien. That's the, the C- director. Yeah, the CGI was awful, and the pacing was shite, and the ending was rushed. Basically, just watch the first Alien movie instead. Pandora? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one in uh, chronological order, right? Sure. All right. Oh. Oh, yeah. We didn't do this last week. You know what this music means. Yeah. So all the listeners got to lean back, relax. Unbutton your zipper. Close your eyes. What? (laughs) Unzip your zipper or unbutton your button. Yes to both. Get the whipped cream out. And just lay back low. And let the smooth sounds of Blake and Jason lay low. talk you through it like it's your first time. So basically, we got from Nick. Oh. Oh, bright. Oh, bright, baby. He says, Jeff, baby. Do you enjoy a Roman shower? Oh. Like beside a geek pod? Who doesn't? So I think uh, this is uh, bringing up the Google word of mm-hmm. the week again. Yes. I'm like, not exactly sure what a Roman shower is. What is a Roman shower? Do I really want to know? Oh, yeah, you do. Roman shower. Now. No. Slang. Do you Are you actually going to have to say this? Is it nasty? It's a sexual fetish oh, in which one participant vomits oh, on another. Oh! So no, I am not into Roman showers like Facade Geek Pod. We have now hit a new low. The show has hit a new low. That is disgusting. How can you be? Oh, God. Oh, God. God. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, you spew, then I'll spew. Oh. Jeff or Blake, let's go to Besotic Geek. Skip the next one. Let's go to Besotic Geek. We'll get to that next one next week. <laughs> Thank you. <coughs> mm. Oh. sexy about that i don't understand <laughs> well apparently that's why it's called a fetish <laughs> oh god all right anyways from jeff morris 
He says, uh, out of all the Marvel characters in movies and TV, whom would you most like to have a beer with? Not counting Howard the Duck, since he would clearly be everyone's choice. Oh, so now we're just playing with sound effects today. Yay. No, that's what that, that Roman shower made me want to do. Oh. But I thought that was regarding did you Howard Duck. Shooting Howard the yourself Duck the throws. first two times that you had to shoot yourself three times. I know I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> you know this reminds me Howard the Duck in Guardians of the yes, Galaxy. Yes, which was funny. Well, it was kind of funny. I did see the the previews for Thor Ragnarok. What the fuck is up with that movie? It's like Thor sci-fi. Yes, in Guardians, f- it's like that him with Guardians Galaxy. It's horrible. Yeah, I I, lo- I watched that. I Thor watched is- it. And I said no way. It looks no hilarious. way. But Thor has been Ragnarok. A, a, no. Uh, Space traveling being this whole time, didn't you? So this is what you were going to do? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, anyways, yeah, out of all the Marvel characters and movies and TV, whom would you most like to have a beer with? The one played by Chris Pratt. Mmm, mm. I love Chris Pratt's abs. Yeah. All right, both of you? Mm. Star-Lord would be Star-Lord? Fun. I like Star-Lord. Yeah. I-, I would like to hang out with Tony Stark. Oh, yeah, okay. I'd like to have a beer with Tony Stark. Okay. I have some reason... Tony just doesn't seem to be a beer drinking guy. No, because he probably like changed up to martinis on you. Exactly. How about, how about yeah. Aunt May by Marissa Tomei? Aunt May. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Or the original trilogy, Aunt May. God, she was hot. <laughs> <laughs> nothing gets me going like Veracruz veins. Yeah, yeah. Makes you feel old when Marissa Tomei is playing Spider Man's oh, grandma, yeah. Aunt May. <laughs> Love it. Here we go. All right, anyways. Uh, I like that question, though. That's a good one. I, I would probably go Star-Lord. Yeah. I like Tony Stark. Okay. Yeah. Th- Thanos. <laughs> and, uh, it's probably you know, if Thanos. you sit down and have a beer with Thanos, he probably won't want to kill you off with everyone else. He may else. not. He may not. Or, or Demormo, whatever they call yeah. <laughs> Demormo. Demormo. <laughs> and there's he... Thanos when, uh, speaking of the devil on the Avengers TV show. Turn movie, whatever. All right, uh, Besotted Geek says, agree with Jason, Inception sucks. Thank you. Move, wrong, move no. on. Which will be better, The Gifted, Black Lightning, or Star Trek Discovery? Gifted is the X-Men one on the tra- uh, run on Fox. Oh, yeah, okay. Black Lightning looks decent. Is it about the uh, DC character of Black Lightning? Uh, yes, he's. Uh, I put it on our Facebook page. He's a uh, retired guy, and he gets back into it, but he's a lot older, and it's kind of fun. Oh, so it's... And I think his so it's somebody who had the power for a long time and stopped. Yeah, he raised his family, and from the from the trailer, it looks like his son is killed. He gets back into it, and his daughter is helping him now. It looks decent, though. It looks different than most of the CW shows. Mm Hmm. Or Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I would say uh, the Gifted looks like a uh, teenage heroes TV show. Hopefully, it doesn't suck after the second season. Yeah. Hopefully, you mean after the first season? It, yeah. it, I did see, I did see more previews watching Gotham this week, and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's looking a little bit better. I, I think Star Trek Discovery looks interesting. Star, you know, I think there's a lot of this manufactured news bullshit about yeah. Star Trek because they're upset because there's not enough like white males or whatever. I think yeah. it's bullshit. However, if you are one of those people that get upset about that stuff, remember Star Trek had the first interracial kiss on TV. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. I, I, I refuse to look at that. You can't be a fan of Star Trek and be not be progressive. Yeah, no. be, be be like flat out racist. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, the whole the whole point of Star Trek is don't be a dick. Exactly. Uh, Besotted Geek also had one on our Twitter page today. Right as we're recording, he asked if we've ever been in a Turkish prison. 
airplane. Is someone watching airplane? <laughs> Somebody's watching. Pre- yeah, that's awesome. I have never been in a Turkish prison. Uh, he asked if you uh, like gladiator movies as well. <laughs> you song, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Why did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar do the movie airplane? Because he wanted to buy an Asian rug. He wanted to buy a rug for his room, and he wanted 30000 They gave in. <laughs> that rug held the room together. It did. It brought it together. Uh, Pop Culture Cafe says, does the lack of promos for the Wonder Woman have you wondering if the studio has no confidence in the movie? I don't think the studio knows what they're doing, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, they don't know how to promo it, you know, how to advertise for it. So. Well, they did a good job with Batman v Superman promo. Here's Superman. Here's Batman. There's Martha. Goodbye. Martha! Martha! Martha. My name's Mar- Why'd you say their name? Why'd you say their name? Mark. It's my mom. She's trapped. Oh my god! Uh, Did you know my parents got killed? <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but let me explain. They got killed. I don't know who did it. I've been doing a life of justice because of that. Did you know my parents got killed? I can talk about it again. You want me to talk about it? Okay. We were coming out of the movie Zorro. Uh, they got killed. Uh, I don't know what happened. It's not Joe Chill. Is this your Pete Holmes doing Batman impersonation or something? If that's what you think. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. But Did you know Batman Purge <laughs> Sorry, Because I'm Batman. Sorry. Uh, I'm excited about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Okay, All right. <laughs> uh, next, uh, Professor Number One and Doctor Number One says, uh, with the shortening of... Uh, overtime in Navy player safety. Have we seen the last of injuries in the NFL? I have. <laughs> because I watching stopped watching the NFL. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't stop laughing. Roger Goodall really cares about this player safety. <laughs> he really cares. You know, they should really do away with this Thursday night game. What are they, what are they going to shorten overtime? Is it ten minutes. From 15 to 10 minutes. Why? They think that five minutes is going to change. Yeah, I mean, everything. if someone hasn't won yet, well, you should keep playing until you have a winner. You know what? Roger Goodall is making this into soccer. Fuck you. We are not going to stand for fucking ties. No. Make, we've had ties before. You said that like it's... The Bengals are well known in ties. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin Lewis, the tyingest coach in the Super Bowl era. Yes. Well, I think the first thing they need to do is make sure that uh, Donovan McNabb knows that the time... <laughs> <laughs> Time has been cut from 15 minutes to 10 Greatest minutes. Greatest ever. Greatest ever. Uh, I think we're going to have to uh, go back to no pads or helmets, and let's just do it that way. Let's just do it this Actually, way. Actually, it'll probably cut down on injuries because they wouldn't Mike, use their helmets and pads to hide behind the Mike Ditka said if you tackles. cut down on the helmets, he's like, it would cut down on the head injuries a lot more. But the yeah. problem is if the helmet has become head... so iconographic with mm-hmm. the display of the uniform. You can wear a hat <laughs> with no padding. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I think uh, since baseball makes their player, their uh, managers wear the baseball uniforms, I think you should make football coaches wear the pads up and down the sidelines. With I think the they should. Yes, they have the helmet yes. on. <laughs> they keep the helmet on while, while the play is uh, mm-hmm. snapped. They have to have a helmet. Yep, on. the other team can't see their play calling. <laughs> I think it, it, they don't great. get the headsets. They have to use the same little transmitter that's in the helmet. In the defensive captain is. I yeah. like that. I like that. I like it. Does anyone fucking care about the NFL anymore? I do because one day the Browns will win something. 
You know, it'd be funny. <laughs> Two games in a year? Hey, we're doubling our, our double our output from last year. Well, we didn't say this year they're going to. Just one day they are. <laughs> the Browns will be anything fit- more than one game this year is a success. <laughs> they're going to be on their path to like a twelve and zero season. We're twelve and zero, and there's the strike, and the season's over. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Expos. Yeah. Don't get me started on that shit. That's right. In some way, having won those 12 games, we'll still be eliminated from the playoffs. (laughs) Aren't they already eliminated from the playoffs? Some goofy-ass rule. The top six teams won 13. Damn it! Oh, because, no, because your 12 wins were mostly against NFC teams. You had to take the AFC records. Damn it! The league was, there was half 16-0, half uh, 0-16, and then one team that was 12-4. The Browns. Yeah. But see, you, you know, my whole thing well, with the NFL the, is... The yeah. Patriots not make it with... Was it 11 wins? Yeah, 11 and 5. Uh, yeah. The Matt uh, Castle year. Yeah, see, my whole thing with the NFL is we should do it like the European soccer leagues. Oh, please The do. AFC, Relegate. you play everybody... Yeah. You play everybody one time, and you'll have a special... You know, for that that gives you, uh, what was it, 15 games? Hmm. And you play one designated super rival game that year... For sixteen, and then you easily got your top five or six teams because they're because you've played everybody yeah. and you're on the same playing field. There's no divisions. That's old. That's old nineteen thirty forty stuff because you can only travel so far in a week. Do you got a point? You know, I, 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 like, I like I like that. So you got AFC, NFC. You play fifteen games. You play everybody once, and then like for the old, you know, division rival thing. You know, one year you play, you know, Pittsburgh twice. But so you don't you, you don't want to see the. NFC, AFC overlap at all? No, not at all. I hate interleague baseball play, so yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I agree. Man. I and then, then that way, you're going to get the best top six teams from the AFC, the best top six teams from the NFC, let them play it out, and then they play each other, and you, you, it's, it brings all that fun back into it. I have no issue with that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Thank you. Roger, uh, you can text us at Hobie. Yes, please do. <laughs> there you go. He cares about player safety. And I did that for free. Like copyright, 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 <laughs> copyright, the 2017 Hobie. The NFL would never <laughs> steal an idea from somebody. Uh, there's your listener feedback. Let's do some news of the geek. It's time for another installment of the news of the geek. Okay, news of the geek, the biggest news of the week. This is exciting. Variety. As confirmed with Constantin Film Chairman Martin Moskakosa, that the company. <laughs> Come on, you should know that. That's Feigl's last name. Oh God, I hated that movie. Uh, which produced Ooh, all the previous Feigl. previous <laughs> Resident Evil films and owns the rights to the franchise is developing. What are they developing, Blake? Come on, your favorite word in movies: a reboot. Time travel? Oh. No reboot. Oh God. According to the site, the new series is currently in development, although details in terms of talent involved, as well as how the reboot would fit into the franchise are under wraps. For Resident Evil? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm getting there. It could be a soft reboot, which a new story is set within the same world, but it also could be a complete reset. The franchise has been through some wild uh, shifts in tone through the years since beginning in 2002, starting as a straight sci-fi horror video game adaptation, and moving into a post-apocalyptic action horror, and occasionally dipping into more of a pure action series from time to time. So it's been a clusterfuck. I do love Resident Evil, but oh, it's been bad. Resident Evil, the final chapter was... Liars! <laughs> <laughs> was just released in January. 
And while its American grosses were anemic at 26.8 million, pulled in a massive 312 million worldwide. Thanks again, China. <laughs> including 152.5 million in China. <laughs> oh, shit. On a $40 million budget, that's a huge profit. I like how it just ended in January and we're going to reboot it. Yeah, it's a, can we get four months out before we discuss it? We can't even get it. Yeah, exactly. It's not even like past 10. Is it on DVD yeah. yet? I don't think it is yet. They've already said, hey, we're rebooting. So. Well, did I see this right? Beauty and the Beast is coming out on DVD like next already? week? Yeah. Fast? Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, it's still in theaters. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. What about so? All right, so you got like The Walking Dead, and you got Fear the Walking Dead. What's what's the reboot series going to be called? Resident, we're not really evil. (laughs) Come knocking. Resident Progressive Evil. Come knocking at the door. Oh, I got it. Resident Evil Supreme Overlord Trump down the hall. Oh, sorry. I like the tone. Progressively evil. I like that one. Progressively evil. Uh, my it? thing is, so he, here's the thing. When will it eventually get to Resident the neutral evil? Boo. <laughs> Are we Switzerland? That's called alignment, Jason. Anyway. He played D&D. I don't know what that is. I've gotten the joke. Uh, on iZombie this week, they actually played Dungeons & Dragons. Oh. Did they win? I don't know. It's all, I saw a commercial. And uh, anyways, so here's the funny thing. When does it get to the studio when it's like Resident Evil, the final chapter comes out in January... In February, Resident Evil, the renewed reboot's coming out. When is it going to get that so close it's going to be one month apart? Well, obviously, Constantin Film doesn't have anything else in the pipeline. No. So they said, well, what are we going to do? Uh, Let's reboot. (laughs) Well, you know what? How many Resident Evil Evil movies have there? Are there? Seven? Six? Seven? I don't know. Six or seven? Six or seven? I I thought it was five. I can't It's like like Jason, Friday the 13th, final chapter. Not! No, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm intrigued by the new Friday the 13th video game. We made six more after the final chapter, (laughs) didn't they? They even put them in space for fuck's sake. (laughs) Uh, I was looking at reviews of the new... uh, J, uh, Friday the 13th video game, which looks pretty fucking awesome. And we had a trailer a long is time ago. Is it better ago. than the Nintendo version? Yes, yes it is. But Jason's hunting you, and you can actually do multiplayer too. And they're showing these videos online of well, all these on. guys playing. All- Are you playing multiplayer? Can yeah. you hook up with your avatar and then get killed by Jason while you're having sex? That's disgusting, but probably. Well, there you go. <laughs> but... You see these videos of these guys that are like the bleeding. Sims. The Sims, Friday the Thirteenth version. <laughs> I like it. I used to just capture them in a fence on the Sims and let them pe- die. <laughs> That's right. You know, I still think one of our best episodes is Jason Voorhees. You know, Voorhees, a patient, a man. patient man. Yes, that was great. Go back and listen to that. Now uh, they they said there's videos, and I was watching these. These are pretty funny. Of Jason Voorhees uh, chasing that these guys, these people, these characters in the video game. <laughs> And here's the best part. These guys are talking online, and they're all bullshit, and they're all just having fun. And they're like, fuck you, watch this. He, they go into a cabin where the, everyone's hiding, and he yeah. doesn't know. So, And then the guy that's injured runs out the back door, and he kills everyone else. <laughs> and I was like, I like that idea. <laughs> you don't have to be the fastest, that's just right. not the slowest gazelle. That's right. I'm intrigued to buy, pick it up, though. I, it looks fun. Mm, yeah, tell me about it. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> it's no $130 on Rock Band, but you know. <laughs> There's nothing like drinking and rock banding. <laughs> uh, Netflix is developing an English language. Good day, meet 
Trauma. Hey, series based on Andrews Spakowski's. Andre Shepkowski's. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize you screwed up the first name. <laughs> the Witcher. According to a press release from production company Platigue Image, the Witcher series will be based on South Wales's eight novels and story collections, the source material for the CD Projekt Red's video game series of the same name. I'm thrilled that Netflix will be doing an adaptation of my stories, staying true to the source material and the themes I have spent over 30 years writing. First off, I didn't realize that it was like books and everything yeah, else. Yeah, I didn't on know this. The Witcher was based on a book series. No. Uh, and it's a plausibly. I'm excited about our efforts together as well as the team assembled. Actually, that is a true Czech word you just said. Thank you. Yeah, Slavic, I mean. Assembled to shepherd these characters to life. Uh, so, yeah. Plastic image created cinematic shorts and TV spots for CD Projekt Red's The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings, The Witcher 3, colon, Wild Hunt. Oh, Hunt. Oh, good. The studio also produced the 2013 trail teaser for Cyberpunk 2077. So, I'm intrigued by this. I kind of like the idea of it. I never really got into The Witcher, but I like the the, the stuff it's based on in that, like how it, the the story background. So, Blake, would you watch this on Netflix? Uh, you know, I just got done with the third episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000, mm -hmm. which was hilarious, by yes. the way. The Time Travelers. It, I've gotten halfway through that one. I've been picking and choosing which ones to watch. It is hilarious. Yeah, the third one. So, at the rate I'm going... Uh, maybe in a couple of years I'll okay. get around to That's it. The, problem. the rate I'm going, I'm not going to get around to anything. My one of my favorite episodes is episode ten of Mystery Science Theater this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm the watching them in order. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Intent and in, in, anticipation. Have a stroke. In anticipation. <laughs> Still didn't get it right. <laughs> At that pop I got a speech impediment of the release of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. The Austin Alamo Draft House in instant. Inst instated. <laughs> a woman-only screening sure of the film. Are instated or should have been initiated? I don't know. He per usually the... uh, uh, copies and pastes. Okay. So. Per right. the draft house, apologies, gentlemen, but we're embracing our girl power and saying no guys allowed for one special night at the Alamo Ritz, the announcement said. And when we say people who identify as women only, we mean it. Everyone working at this screening, venue staff, projectionists, and culinary team will be female. <laughs> culinary team. <laughs> Do you like some pretzel or popcorn with that? <laughs> yep, that's still that's going there. I, I'm assuming they actually make real food there. This is actually the place that Mark Cuban owns, and it's pretty high end. And and like, I, I know they're the ones that like really throw people out for being dicks and uh, talking texting. and yeah. texting. If they yeah. text, you get if thrown you get out. caught text, you throw out no warning or anything. Yeah. Just well, gone. Yeah, if they're doing girl power, the Spice Girls are going to be there. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want. I really, really, really want a zika zika. I want a put a ring on it. If you really want me to put a ring on it, I really don't listen to their music videos. I just watch them. <laughs> Beyonce's hubba hubba. <laughs> the announcement caused a stir because people are idiots on the theater's Facebook page. Many of the comments, which are now hidden, uh, but or deleted, <laughs> but BuzzFeed screenshot a few, along with Alamo's quippy responses. And these are some of the things I, I won't go through them all. But first, first, redacted. First, first of all, who gives a shit if it's a woman's only screening it's for one, Wonder it, Woman? It's, one it's show. Wonder Woman. She's a strong female superhero that's getting her own screen time. Who cares if they want to have a women only watching preview? Who cares? 
Who cares? Apparently a couple of people with Apparently Facebook all, accounts. You know who cares? You know who is? Ten-year-old trolls. That's who these kids are. They're ten-year-old well, trolls. You know, I wish they were ten-year-old trolls. I'm thinking they're probably 35-year-old <laughs> trolls. Uh, None of our listeners. No. No, no. Because our listeners are smart, so... Apparently, equality is once is only selective nowadays. How about men's only showing of a movie, or is that how not how equality works? No, Alamo Draft House. No, that's how. That's if you want a men's only movie, go to a porn theater. They did respond on Twitter. Somebody wrote like, "What about men showing of something?" And they're like, "We did feel, we did show Entourage a couple months ago, and only men showed up." <laughs> but the Draft House responded, "This is zero zip." To do with equality. This is a celebration of a character that's meant a great deal to many women since 1940. One person responded, just go, guys, and say you identify as a female. You can do re- that nowadays, <laughs> apparently. Uh, which responded by saying, yeah, that will show us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, another one said, you should totally do that. Maybe in the two hours of being a woman will fix what's ever broken in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> it sold out almost instantly. And the Alamo added a second woman-only screening. Good for them. Yeah. I think it's great marketing. Great. I just liked how we're going to dress up. What happens if we dress up as drag? I'm like, you are putting way too much effort way into this. Way yeah. too much. Or here's an idea. Just go to the next showing. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> an hour later. Honestly, if you really, really want to be there, yeah, they probably will. If you walk up and say, identify as a woman, they'll probably let you in. If that's the case you're trying to make. I don't think anybody that's bitching about this is really that far advanced to uh, (laughs) identify as anything else. And the thing is, they're not actually going to go anyway. They had no desire to go to see this until they were told they couldn't. I just like that Draft House is like, fuck you, we're going to fight back. Here, we're going to make some comments. I like it. Stop manufacturing crises, people. (sighs) Stop being sensitive. Anyways. Speaking of sensitive, my wife uh, found out the story about Worsley and this T-shirt that my number one fan got me. Oh yeah, and she because she doesn't listen to the show. No, she doesn't listen. <laughs> and my wife goes, "You're an asshole." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, Blake was involved in this too until we learned about that he was a veteran." She's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you people?" <laughs> Go back to the Worsley episodes. We did apologize. Well, then we, and my, my wife's comment and after the apology was out of her mouth, we were insulting him again. My wife's comment was, how long until we insulted him after that? I said, about two seconds. <laughs> so, Oh, we're real sorry, but that, uh, you know, if anyone took offense and we didn't mean to offend you, but come on, bring a jacket. Come on. <laughs> Don't go across cold desert wastes by yourself. <laughs> I'm almost at the finish line. Damn it, I should have listened to mom and brought a jacket. Anyways. Uh, At least take a dog sled team. You could always eat the dogs if you need to. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Or they eat you. <laughs> when we were telling his wife this story. She, wait she, she wait looked, a minute. Their Iditarod's going to be out because they're going to protest that. They're going to shut that down just like the circus. <laughs> Good. But when we were telling his wife about the, yeah. the, the whole Worsley thing or whatever, and she trying to figure out what we were saying, she's like, he really walked across without a jacket? <laughs> no, honey, I was just kidding on that part. <laughs> no, that's our stupid sense of humor. No. <laughs> that part was made up. <sighs> well, that's your news of the geek sick, of the week. Sick well, he's doing unaided. Come on. I feel like if I get to heaven, they're going to shut the door on me at that point. <laughs> right, that's you why know, we it's... heard this Worsley podcast. <laughs> you know, that's why when you share this podcast with your friends, you apologize. And then rate us. 
Hello, Hobie listeners. September 22nd through the 24th, we will be at the Cincinnati Comic Expo at the Duke Energy Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. You should be there. Not only will Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo be there, but also from the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones, David Bradley will be there. So, bring a sword. Water gray. Ben Peter will be there from Face Off. And a hell of a nice guy, too. And Jason Isaacs. Everybody loves Jason Isaacs. Oh, yeah. If you're a Harry Potter fan, he was uh, Lucius Malfoy. He was uh, he was in the Peter Pan movie. I remember that. That was good. Uh, also, Dirk Manning from Nightmare World, the comic book. Uh, Wallace Shawn is going to be there. Inconceivable! Uh, Kurt Wood will be there from the Oh Yeah comics. Also, Scoot McMahon from Oh Yeah comics. Gotta love Oh Yeah comic. Jay Fosgett. He is Dev, Dev's friend, so we'll give him some slack. But everyone loves him. And many, many more. That's September 22nd through September 24th. You can go to the Cincinnati Comic Expo to get your tickets. And when you're there, look for Hobie. The Epic Film Guys podcast is a film comedy podcast with two best friends celebrating everything we love about going to the movies. We've got great beer, amazing guests, and quirky characters unlike anything you've ever heard before. Well, I just assumed you were drinking that chocolate stout that you were going to make with the cheapest crap chocolate ice cream in a Miller Lite. I remember being a young man and my mother telling me I didn't have a name because I was illegitimate. I don't know what that word means. (laughs) Never be sorry on the Epic Film Guys podcast. Never be sorry. Cut in, talk over. I'm sorry every time I finish doing an episode. I didn't hear that, Nick. Don't bring it up yet. I'm not supposed to come out till like, the end of the episode. Subscribe to the Epic Film Guys on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you at the movies. It's time for Box Office Bombs. Oh, boy, do we have some bombs. Boy, George, we do! Per 411mania.com, Baywatch! Oh, George! Came in at number three this week in its opening weekend. Uh, the yeah. Dwayne Johnson, Zach Efron starring action comedy scored a mere $18 million domestically over three days and an estimated $22 million over the four-day holiday weekend. $22 million on a holiday weekend in a... Uh, first nope. opening, yeah, <sighs> rough, rough. Oh, George! Yeah, that's off from the forty million they were expecting it to bring in. So about half of what their expectations were. That's always this, a good sign. <laughs> this gives uh, Johnson his lowest opening since Snitch scored thirteen point two million back in twenty thirteen, and that was a much more lower profile film before <laughs> the star before the star had fully risen. That's some clever writing by 411 Mania. Uh, The age of the Baywatch property hurt as its younger audiences stayed away, with 45% of the audience under 25. Ultimately, though, this is about being perceived as a bad (laughs) film. It's always a good sign. Baywatch was originally tracking for big numbers as soon as the film's Rotten Tomatoes score came in at a dismal 19%. Uh, That dropped away. What dropped away? Thinking it was going to be good? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the perception. <laughs> oh, I thought the perception was it was going to be dismal. Okay. No, it's called 
poorly worded sentence. That's it. Okay, thank you. Damn you, 401 Mania. I'm trying to give accurate news here. <laughs> the cinema score, though, was decent. Uh, a B-plus cinema score. Yay! I feel like it's going to be tough to get anything less than a B-plus on cinema score or a B. I feel like everything on cinema score is that. Uh, well, if, you, if you get lower than that, you're in trouble. Yes. What I'm more concerned about is what does this do for his political aspirations? He'll still win. It might actually push them forward if he's bombing movies. <laughs> Jumanji is one of his next ones. Oh, God. Do you think that does anything? It is veered as a kid's film, but I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't I think mean, Rock's in trouble at all. Trust no, me. No, The Rock's not in trouble. But, oh, man. Did they, I kind of wanted to see Baywatch. I thought it looked funny. You smell what the rock is cooking? La, 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 la. Burnt rice. Okay. That's what he's cooking? That really sticks up the place. Yes. Oh. Um, going on, uh, 401 Mania also reports about Alien Colon Covenant crashed hard in face of its high-profile competition. Baywatch was its high-profile competition? Pirates. How, how much of that was? How much of that is actually a continuation of Prometheus? I don't know because it didn't have like a little bit of you know it's where she's, she's going it. to the alien planet mm. and she's gone. I mean, do they cover that part or is it, I don't know? Or these are the people that follow up to where they went to? I don't know. I don't understand. All right. Anyways, go well, ahead. It brought in ten and a half million uh, the this weekend, a seventy one percent drop from opening weekend. <laughs> that. Uh, that is a second weekend drop, beat only by Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, which benefited from a huge opening, and everyone saw it the first week. Yeah. Uh, film is at $57 million domestically and $161 million worldwide, and is looking unlikely to get much higher than $75 million in the U.S., this may struggle to hit uh, to hit huge profit against a ninety-seven million dollar production budget plus marketing costs. They said the marketing costs were out of this world. They marketed that a lot. Yes, they did. Yeah, Unlike they Wonder did. Woman. Unlike Wonder Woman, yes. Wonder Woman. All right. Well, the top five of this week's box office news: number one, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales made sixty-two million in its opening weekend, a total of seventy-seven million. On a budget of $230 million? Wow. Uh, that's actually not... That is the report it. There has been issues out there that said... There's been articles out there that says the budget is about 350 So it's even worse. Yes. Yeah, they, and marketing they, is another 200 Yeah, they didn't include Johnny Depp's culinary demands and requests. Uh, <laughs> from the draft house. Yeah. Okay, so that's way too much money to be spending on any movie, let alone... A dying franchise. I thought it was dead. Well, it's obviously not. They actually is number one in the box office this week. Yeah, so. but I think this is its peak. It's sixty-two million. It only goes down from here, right? That is true. Yes. Uh, number two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two made another twenty million, a total of three hundred thirty-three million on a two hundred dollar, two hundred million dollar budget. Those are and domestic only. Numbers. Those are domestic yes. only. Yes. As we said, Baywatch, $18 million on a total of $27 million on a $69 million budget. $69. Alien Covenant, uh, $10.5 million, a total of, uh, uh, yeah, total of $57.5 million on a $97 million budget. That's possibly not going to get its budget back. Yeah, even domestic, domestically, like, probably Domestically, yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, worldwide, it already did. But... Mm. Uh, 
But then again, there's all that marketing and whatnot that they have to get back to. And fifth this week, Everything Everything made $6 million on a total of $21.5 million on a $10 million budget. That's the romantic comedy, I think. Uh, yeah, the romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, everything else fell out of the top five. <laughs> I like how you said everything else. Uh, What's uh, upcoming, Jeff? Upcoming, June 2nd. 2017. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. Is this like 12 <laughs> years too late? Does Captain Underpants still exist? Oh, yeah, it still exists. I, I mean, does any kids read it still? I guess. I don't know. Kid, yeah, you can continue to read books years after they come out. I know that. I know that. But <laughs> shut up. Um, as a matter of fact, I think I heard your son discussing Captain Underpants uh, this weekend. Yeah, yes, I know. I know. <laughs> Not too excited about this one. <laughs> Much rather see Cars 3. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, buy or sell. Yeah. Buy or sell Johnny Depp. I'll buy Johnny Depp because I feel his numbers are so low it doesn't even matter anymore. I still think, though, he's high. He would cost you a lot to buy. I'm selling him. Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead men tell no tales. I'm yeah. intrigued to see what uh, the second mm. week drop is. You think he's kind of like Apple stock after a bad iPhone release? It's not. It's too expensive to sell still, but yet it's still too expensive to buy. Yeah. Um, That's a good analogy. Thank you. All right, The Rock. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you we should call him Dwayne Johnson. Um, well, I'm not buying. I'll buy. I'm not buying because he is at an all-time high right now. But he's doing a spinoff of the Fast and Furious series. But he's still at an all-time high. So I would probably sell, sell some, keep some. to. But Black Adam's coming out with Shazam. Yeah, I'm still not buying. I think okay. I think he's at an all-time high. I don't think he's going to get too much higher. Okay. Blake, what are you doing? Sell. Okay. Jeff Jeff talked me into it. I just like him. And buy, sell, Zac Efron. Sell. Uh, he's got to be pretty low down there, really. That's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll like, buy. Neighbors or whatever was he's the probably neighbors back, too. He's probably back to a penny stock. He's pre-Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Disney. Definitely not is that a... Zac Efron or Dave Franco in Neighbors? They were both in it. Oh, were they? Yeah. I always get him confused with Dave uh, Franco. I don't know these two. Okay. Oh. They are the Greg Hardys. Or they, Greg they, Hardys. <laughs> they, they were the two main... Uh, Tom Hardys. Uh, uh, fraternity brothers in uh, yeah. in Neighbors. They were both them. in it. So I try to avoid Seth Rogen. And, the, and that first movie sucked. Did it? Yeah, it was horrible. I got the second one on DVR. Oh. I saw the second movie. I never saw the first I think that's one, what but I, I saw the second was one. Was it good? No. No. <laughs> I mean, it had some funny bits to yeah. it, but overall, not good. It's horrible. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll delete that. All right. The music means top five. Top five. Uh, this week, I, I liked the list this week. Okay. I think our uh, intern did a good job of picking the right one. We will keep her around this week. We got your top five feel-good movies. The ones that make you feel good, you just go to just to make your day better. Okay, Jeff, since you like it, why don't you go? Why don't you put a ring on it? What's your number five? Let's see. Put a ring on it. Uh, my number five 
is the same one you used in your advertisements on Facebook uh-huh. was Empire Records. That's part of my number five. I hobied it. Oh, I can hobie it, right? I should hobie it. I should put two now, of them. Now, what, why, well, are you, why are you making it a feel-good movie? Because they found the money? Found the no, money. It makes you feel good it makes watching you feel good. It. You know, you can't, you can't dwell. You mustn't dwell. It's Rex Manning Day. Mono more. Isn't Rex Manning Day enough reason to put you in a good mood? No. Okay. All right. I so think Blake did something on his list. No, Rex, Rex Manning obviously was a pervert. Yes. But Rex Manning Day was you get the big concert, you get Cody Shivers singing Sugar High on the, uh, Sugar the roof. High. I mean, come on. Renee Zellweger, uh, you get to see her half a- half side ass. Yeah, that's true. Mm, on the copier. Yeah. Sugar High. You get you get to see her wearing what? only an apron. Revealing yeah. clothing. In a bra. What's her name? Yeah, that's right. Shock me, shock me, shock me. Well, you know, it it does have a good soundtrack. I but I, yeah, I mean, if it makes you feel good, it makes you feel yeah. good. It wasn't on my list of makes me feel good because well, I was thinking of something a more black soul, more man. happier movies. That's a cold black soul. Oh, I consider yeah. that a happy movie. You should probably not see what I went uh, for. I mean, it started depressing because they lost all the money, but by the end, everybody. Oh, and happy. then you know, your hero crush turns out to be a prick. You know, pervert. Never meet your heroes. You know, <laughs> that's right. Don't go to Cincinnati Comic Expo. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, wait. No, no. Reverse. <laughs> uh, I thought his name was Warren. <laughs> his name's not Warren? I'll go next. Uh, my number five is a tie. I hope we did. Empire Records. All right. Okay. And Clerks 2. I love Clerks 2. I love it. It makes me laugh every time. The feel-good uh, donkey fucker episode yes, scene? Is that hilarious. really? That scene it was horrible. It makes me happy. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Uh, when they're doing the go-kart, A, B, C, E, No, I know. That one, makes me two, happy. Three. That's a happy scene. Easiest one. But we're talking about the whole movie. No. When they're making fun of Lord of the Rings, I was literally on the floor laughing. Jeff can attest to that. In the yes. movie theater, I was on I, the floor laughing. From the man who talks about walking trees. Yes, I understand. It is awesome. <laughs> but I, speaking of clerks. Yes, please. You know, uh, Dante's old girlfriend from the original Clerks passed mm-hmm. away this past. I did year. see yeah, that. Lisa Spoon Hour. Yeah, Spoon Dante, Hour. like with forty-four years old. Yeah, she had yeah. Uh, cancer. I think it was. She had some kind of a uh, yeah chronic. Yeah, I thought it was, something... it was kind of sudden. So. No, actually, it, she was fighting it for a while. She was fighting it for a while and finally yeah. succumbed, which sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. She only was in two movies. Clerks was one of them. Yeah. You know, if that was my only film credit, I'd hang my head high. She was um, she was a wedding planner, an event planner then. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was that was sad. Didn't they say they were going to do a Clerks three? Did that ever take off the ground? We reported that in News of the Geek yes. that uh, they are not doing Clerks three because Kevin Smith couldn't get everybody he needed to mm-hmm. to agree to it. Oh, okay. Which pretty much I think is uh, Jeff Anderson. I don't think wants oh. to do it. Okay. Uh, so then he also was looking into doing uh, Mallrats too. Mallrats too. Yeah, because Jeff Jeff everyone. Anderson has such a huge film repertoire outside of Clerks. Well, I don't think he wants to be acting anymore. <laughs> That's the, he, he was not happy with uh, the studio keeping some of the profits, uh, and he thought it was underhanded. So that's why. Because they did a did they get profits? No yes, offense. They I did mean, an audit 
uh, Kevin Smith initiated an audit, which I guess is pretty common in Hollywood, and they were owed like an extra ten million dollars. Yes, that, that is correct. <laughs> because they, 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 from what I understand, they usually just clear their budget. Uh, you know, a little bit of profit or something. Yeah, they made decent profit but, overseas in DVDs. Uh, uh, maybe DVDs. That's probably where they're hiding it. The box yeah. office profits, I think, weren't pretty much there. They pretty box office pretty much pays for it and. They get their profits elsewhere, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Blake, what's your number five? Uh, my number five was the uh, simple when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Because they eventually end up together after going through all that shit. But it's you enjoy the, the journey on the way until they realize that they're uh, best for each other. And it had Carrie Fisher in it. In Carrie a Fisher was awesome. a role. Bruno, um, Bruno, Bruno Kirby. Kirby. Bruno Kirby was really good. Yeah, the supporting, yeah, Bruno and Carrie Fisher in that movie are hilarious as yeah. well. And they both did a great job. I can't argue that pick. Thank you. Uh, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is um, at the end, everybody gets together and feels good with one another. It's uh, Breakfast Club. Hey, that is an honorable mention. Because okay. it brings, you know, it brings the four... Uh, iconoclast five brings the five iconoclastic different personality types in high school together. You mean the? Uh, let's see if I get. Hold on. Yes. Now yeah. we we talked about this two weeks ago. The Can athletes? you remember? No. It's uh, the uh, the job. most convenient. Most, uh, the simplest terms and most convenient definitions. Yes, and they were the athlete, the princess, the brain, the criminal, and the basket case. Because you're a smooth criminal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're right, but I say you are. I'm because right. you're right until proven wrong. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Breakfast Club. That's good. Yeah, I like it. You know, because it brings every high school genre together. And it pretty much it came out stereotype my high school yeah. times. So and it had a great soundtrack. Right around my high school days. Well, so, Bla- yeah. Blake's going to hate me on this one. It's not positive enough. Uh, I Hobie number four. Of course you of course. did. It's my last Hobie. I didn't even Hobie this list, but I got a lot of honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, I, I put things in honorable mentions, so I, uh, I, I, I stayed on. I did my westerns. City Slickers. Westworld. No, I oh. love City Slickers. I city really Slickers? do love I love City Slickers. Okay. So we got two Bruno Kirby movies. Yes. Cool. And Billy Crystal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and? <laughs> yeah. You didn't think of Billy Crystal the star oh, yeah. of those movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> He just, happened to, he just happens to be in the movie with Bruno Kirby. <laughs> Forget Paris was Bruno Kirby in that one, too? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and my other Western, just because I love the whole movie, my favorite Western of all time, but the last half hour is when they're kicking ass. Tombstone. That is an awesome movie. It's a great movie. I wouldn't call it a feel-good movie. Oh, it makes me feel great every time I watch it. Movie? Because I'm, I get pumped on like, yeah, motherfucker, now you're going to come down with the lightning. Let's go. Hell's coming with me, too. All right, so we Love know what makes Jason feel good. be on my feel good yeah. list. Oh, yeah. I thought feel good list makes you feel happy, not not in happy and killing people, Jason. Well, you know what? I have a lot of anger. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> call me call me Bryce Harper. <laughs> I'll call you maybe. <laughs> maybe. Hey, maybe. Uh, all right. So we're, number on, four. we're on four. Thank you? Yeah. Well, my number four, it's a musical. Gotta love the, the singing and dancing. get you singing and dancing. Grease 2. Oh, I thought you were going to give us a South Park oh, <laughs> movie. Uh, no. Grease 2? For whatever. Terrible movie. I can't. But I love watching it. I just know Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. That's all I can remember. That, that's a good enough, isn't it? No. A young Michelle Pfeiffer? Fabulous Baker Boys on your list? It's not. 
because there's only one scene from that that really gets me, oh, okay. makes me feel good. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> when Jeff Bridges is straddling the piano? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. All right, so you like the songs in Grease too? They're, they're terrible. There's but nothing they make you good feel to say, good. But it's just so fun. The movie is not good in any way, shape, or form, but I love watching it because it just is fun and makes me feel good. Okay. Uh, what's your number three? Olivia Newton-John or Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer, hands in down. In both Grease roles. Which one? Ooh. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? Olivia Newton-John. Uh, oh, poor Olivia Newton-John. I don't know if you're the... She's like got her cancer. She has cancer and it's spreading now. No. Really? Yeah, it's oh. sad. That's so. what you get for being around John Travolta's hair. <laughs> <laughs> and his Scientology. No, no, hold on. I, mean, hold on. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I, I retract the... that statement. I retract. Scientology does not give and you cancer. Does not give you cancer. That's right. Uh, John Travolta's hair may because of all the flu- uh, the liquids in it. I don't know what's or, going or, on with that. Or just his natural creepiness now. <gasps> Hello, Akeem Olajuwon. You're so beautiful. I love your singing. Can you sing Let It Freeze? Come on, do it again. Let me make unwanted advances. Uh, my yeah. name is Adina Menzel, and it's Let It I know, Akeem. I love you. Mr. Travolta, put your tongue back in I love My daughter loves you in Freeze. Wow. Ooh. You know what killed the Ice Age? The, the, the dinosaur. Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 the dinosaurs killed the ice age. You know, killed the dinosaurs. Fuck it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what's your number three, Jeff? Uh, my number three is the Sandlot. You know, I thought All about right. that one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. That, yeah. that, that represented sports movies for me on my list. That was kind of important. Yeah. I didn't like the dog part. That kind of annoyed me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It just yeah, gives fine. you, you know, harking back to an older, simpler time. When, you know, you didn't have to organize everything the summer was. You went out and played with your friends. You didn't need to join every league and have parents drive you all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't understand how kids can grow up in these days. You know, you can't just run to the field and p- play in a pickup game. Nope. That's right. You're in for simpler times. Uh, my number three? And Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, my number three? Uh, kind of, well, it is kind of a hobie, but uh, the Star Wars movies. Uh, okay. Everything except the prequels. Uh, even the new ones. Even, even the uh, Clone Wars cartoon? Uh, the movie. Oh, God. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he said movies. Well, it was it a movie was, was originally. A, yeah, there was a feature-length movie released that in the one was, The Clone Wars ended up being good series, but not the first three episodes. Um, yeah, Star Wars movies. They always make me feel good. Like, anytime they're on TNT or whatever they're on now. Good sci-fi. nostalgia. Yeah, it makes me feel good. I like it. I still say Star Wars New Hope does not hold up as well. Um, it's a good, great film, revolutionary for its time. We wouldn't have anything else without it, but you, yeah. it's not my favorite one. No. It's not even on my top probably but, two or three. But you know, it was the 50th anniversary last weekend, and because of that, I did watch A New Hope. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh. And you're right. It doesn't stand up to the test time as much, but it's I, still good, but it I, makes you feel good about the nostalgia. Yeah. I, I think you meant 40th anniversary. It's 40th. 40th anniversary. Yeah, 10 years, give or take. I'm about to say... I'm older than the movie, and no. I'm not in my 50s. No, so. no. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and you know what? It is good thing that they cut out those extra Mark Hamill scenes with Luke Skywalker and uh, Biggs. Oh, oh yeah, oh, I my saw God. that. The no. cut scenes you, you posted on our Facebook page, I watched those, and I went, 
holy shit, this would have killed the damn movie. I don't know. I feel like Biggs' mustache would have saved the, the, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> oh, Just his mustache alone would have helped. No. Uh, that was my number three. What's your yeah. number three, Blake? Well, you know, I, I agree. I'm, I have a parallel selection here okay. with Jeff in regards to kids in summertime. Oh. No, kids in the summertime, simpler times and arrows. The kids just make you feel good. And there's nothing like going on a journey looking at a dead body. Oh, God. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. That's not the movie. Because <laughs> when I was going through movies, I thought of that one. I'm like, that's depressing. It is. Stand by me. is. <laughs> It's a great movie, but yeah. it's not a feel-good movie. No, it, it ends with him talking about how, you know, his best friend died. He's dying, yeah, it's in the future, uh, whatever. Oh, it's horrible. No, but I meant Goonies. Oh, oh. Jason hates that movie. You hate that movie? It Fuck feels man. good because no. Goonies always stick together. The whole movie is awful. Hey, no, Goonies are good enough. No. That's right. You know, I, you know, I thought it was... It, it, it works for me, okay? It annoys me. It makes it me, me feel so good. Much. I like watching the Goonies. No, uh, it's my feel good. It's no Clark's two. What's uh, number two? Uh, my number two is another romantic movie, except uh, this one. You know, I I gave Lolita? her my heart and she gave me a pen. Oh. Say Lolita? anything. Say anything. Oh, yeah. that's okay. feel good. Yeah, it, it it does because they actually eventually end up together. But and it's a he misery decides to, to get drop to every. It. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's a misery to get to it. What's your it's twenty tough, year plan. Man. But you yell at us yeah, for, exactly. for like Empire Records. You're like, how yeah. does that feel good? I'm like, and, everybody's happy. And, and he's an environmentalist. <laughs> well, except for the suicide and, attempt at the beginning. Well, yeah. Right. But and he wants to be an environmentalist. You know, he doesn't want to make or sell anything processed yeah, or process anything made or sold. Or... <laughs> kickboxing's taking off. You know, no, it's probably one of the greatest things. He's got the designated driver. You got the key master at the party. That's right, the key master. <laughs> you know, it's pretty funny. It's trying your plan. It, you know, it's, it's it's a teen angst movie that ends on a good positive note of them taking a risk together. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if they succeed or not. You just know that they eventually decide, hey, we're going to go do this together and we're going to take a risk. Take a chance on yeah. me. Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance, take a chance. Take a chance on me. Jason, uh, you're number two? Uh, everybody knows what this I is. I think that was, that was your number two, right? Yes. Okay. My number two, everybody knows this. I talk about it almost every other week. I love it. The Replacements. I love the football oh. movie. I love it. It is hilarious, and it makes me smile every time I watch it. It makes me in a good mood. I watched it once. Okay, good for you. You know what? Sure. That's about all I can say. Go down did, the hall. It didn't make me smile. Well, you know what? You can fucking... I think it rarely made me even smile, <laughs> too. Your heart is made me even laugh. Dark. Maybe if it had walking trees in it, and I'd like it. Shut up. All right. Well, my number two will come as no surprise to anyone who's ever listened to this show. Okay. Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, I saw that once. Man, you haven't talked about that in a long time. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it still makes you happy. It still makes me happy. Uh, yep, every time. Awful. Even even uh, Tara Reed can't bring it down. Her mm. boobs do though. I don't no, know which way they to look. That was a pretty bad boob job. It's a pretty bad boob job. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, what's your number one, Josie? Josie and the, mo- Josie and the Pussycats Josie is the best movie the, ever. Yes, he already said it. No, that was my number two. Oh. What's your number one? I thought that was your number one. No. I lost count. Yeah. My, my number one, this is, this, this one, no, but I defy anyone to not feel good after watching this movie. Uh, Serbian film? No. No. Oh. No. Babe. I get, a, <laughs> I get an inkling for bacon. That's about it. But it makes you feel good. 
Bacon, bacon, bacon makes, makes you, feel you feel good. There you go. I forgot you do love your you do love that. It's a great movie, isn't it? I always think of that as kind of like a, a cheap ripoff of uh, you know Charlotte's Web. Oh God, and, so much yeah. better than Charlotte's Web. You know? I hated that story. I hated Charlotte's Web. Babe is so much better. He's he's a sheep herding pig. Uh huh. All Charlotte's Web did was let the spider do all the work. Uh huh. That is a stupid pig that deserved to go to slaughter. <laughs> oh. okay. Some and then ended in bacon too. So yeah, that's a good movie. I can't too. believe you. This is not on your list. Number one. You're number in, one. Let me in. Let us out. Let us. It's out. my favorite comedy, but not necessarily feel good. Ah, oh, makes me. Why? Everybody's a murderer except no, for Wadsworth. Uh, <laughs> Or Mr. Green, I mean. Mr. Green. Mr. Green. Yeah. Oh, your feel-good movie is Clue. Clue? I love Clue. I can watch it, put that in, and it will make me happy every time. I, I thought about it, and it makes me laugh all the time yeah. or whatever, but... I didn't think it was... Know. I think it's a, it's a comedy. Yeah, but it just makes Comedies me feel are, good. Feel-good movies can be comedies. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Okay. But, Perf- Mr. Green. But it's a murder Mustard, mystery. The Colonel Mustard. People die in it. Yeah. And you're happy? Yeah. The world has too many people. They were people. despicable people. Yeah, the world has a lot of bad people anyways. Uh, Clue. Love it. Number one. All right. Well, it's a good movie. I, I give you that, yeah. And if you're watching a good movie, it makes you feel good. And then I guess it qualifies as a feel-good movie. What's your number one? My number one is how could not anybody enjoy watching this movie and feel good afterwards? Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Eh, overrated. <laughs> Fuck you, Burger. <laughs> Just say write it. Fuck you, man. Because I feel sorry for Cameron. Yeah, no, but Cameron, no. Cameron, I, I mean, I, Cameron has a carthetic moment where he's going to stand up to. He's no, he's not. Dad he thinks he's else. going to. He does. And Come then, on. And then you know he's not. Yeah, he will. I still don't no. like it. Him. He's a whiny little bastard in it. Yeah, he is, but you know, he no. plays his role. That's what's his purpose. No. It does have some good parts. It now. does. Like it, it's got it's a parade. It's got a parade. The guy dances in a parade. And oh, I love parade. Beatles song, Twist Lip and Shout. I mean, Beatles come song. on. Charlie Sheen. They go to it. a baseball game. I mean, come on. They skip school. Come on. <laughs> Charlie Sheen's in it. Charlie Sheen's in it. And his sister, and she finally sister actually comes to grips and realization to love her, love her brother for what he is, just, yeah, despite being jealous all the time. A lot of gets away with we're stuff. In this together. I mean, she got a car and he got a computer. Yeah. I mean, really, really. Who should be jealous of him? Exactly. No. Yeah. Anyways, come on. Uh, with some honorable mentions, let's throw these out there real quick. I got a, a high school buddy movie that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Super bad. I like super yeah. bad. Like Think bad. about it. You know, two high school buddies going to go off to college. Well, three high school buddies going to go off to college eventually, and dealing with that insecurity. You know, My you high know. school and it's got a young Emma Stone. You know, and yeah. and, and and you know, it deals with two best friends that you know literally you know confess their love for each other, not in a you know in a platonic in way. a platonic way. You know, which, which, which is a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. for you know, I had uh, my big fat Greek wedding. That's a fun movie. I, I kind of liked it. No, yeah. not the sequel. I haven't seen the sequel. No. You know, but the first one is, you kind of like it, and you feel happy yeah. for everybody. And then the other one I had was uh, The Full Monty. Yeah, okay. ah, yeah, you do feel happy. You get yeah. to see all the, the guys' butts, and it was fun. Well, that's not why I was. Oh! I, it was, 
That's not why it made me feel good. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it made deals, me feel tingly, but not a, good. Deals a story of depressed blue collar workers that lose their jobs and are trying, you know. Made him feel confused. Make some money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get to see Robert Baratheon's butt. That's not good. Maybe all to see tingly. Robert Stiltskin's butt. Robert Carlyle's butt. That's right. Uh, I had my honorable mentions. Were was that all of yours? Yeah. Okay. I had Blazing Saddles. Comedy, but I don't necessarily make it a feel good. It makes movie. me laugh every time. It's just a man and his horse being hung. <laughs> Problem I have with that is I just never like the end. The and ending if, is a little rough. When I come away from a movie, the ending, feel good. The ending drags yeah. a little bit. I just didn't. I just didn't like the onto a movie lot and interrupting the the Bubsy Berkeley musical thing. And yeah, uh, ten things I hate about you. Very yeah. funny movie. That was almost on my top five. I can give you that one. Enjoyable. And my my musical, Jeff. What do you think my favorite musical is? You know this. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Oh, that's close, but that's oh. a little depressing. Oh, okay. Of course, I don't know if this is <laughs> depressing about the AIDS epidemic. Rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That... So I guess that is a depressing film. <laughs> God, I would uh. not put that on a feel-good movie. I but mean, the songs are feel-good. The, the songs are good, and, huh. and you know... It, of course, it, I guess not. And by the end, note. you know, they're, they're kind of happy. But, I mean, yeah, there's AIDS and death and, and breakup and heartache. The guy sings his one final song, and... <laughs> I guess that is kind of depressing. And Jeffy L. Martin. Well, let's just put, have an asterisk next oh, to it. Okay. Uh, what's up? Uh, I had The Breakfast Club and uh, Dodgeball, a true underdog Oh, I forgot story. about Dodgeball. A true underdog story. Dodge, dip, dive, duck, dodge. Wait a minute. <laughs> They're American Association. <laughs> American Dodgeball Association of America. Yeah. <laughs> Probably how you would want it to be. Uh, a homework died. doesn't make. I'm sorry, your coach got killed by two tons of irony cards. <laughs> it's probably how you would have wanted to have gone out. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, we had a lot of uh, review. Or there was listeners. a lot set to it. Down the hall podcast. Down the hall. Awesome. Yeah. Had from Chet on Down the Hall. Had secondhand lions. And weird movie. science. No. Oh, <laughs> but you know what? I'll give a shout out. I put this out there. I kind of yeah. tagged a couple of the movie ones. Yeah. He, was, he responded within like two minutes, so Who? I appreciate that. Who? Uh, so Chet, Chet, Chet down the hall, down the hall. Oh, I thought you meant the uh, feel good. No, uh, the actor. What's his no. name? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill uh, Paxton. Bill Paxton. <laughs> no, he did not respond. Oh. He probably doesn't feel good right now either. Uh, number four, Silver <laughs> Linings. He had a greasy sandwich served in a dirty ashtray. <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook, which has got a lot of re- lot of picks. Really? Yeah. The Princess Bride. Oh, I forgot about that, that one. That was tempting. Yeah, Pr- Princess Bride however, uh, should have been an honorable mention. However, but. you know... If you read the William Gold- Goldman's book, mm. the Good Parts book, mm. uh, the real ending is actually very depressing. But the movie, is the movie, I yeah, <laughs> but the movie is great. You're right. The Kings of Summer, I don't know that one I don't either. And number one, The Sandlot. I agree with him on that one. Made okay. my list. Besotic Geek had a horrible list. Uh, he had. I'm sorry. <laughs> thanks for sharing. Uh, no, we don't. G- we don't editorialize. No. <laughs> Forrest Gump, number five. Uh, Forrest Gump, a feel-good movie. Uh, well, you know, Forrest basically all this great a, stuff. What about a woman who who tricks a mentally slow guy into thinking he had a child and pawns it off into him so he'll be rich? Uh, <laughs> any Christmas Carol movie, awful. Uh, or the, or how about a Christmas Carol? Oh God! You don't like you don't like Muppets Christmas Carol? I do like Muppets, but it's still right. depressing. Oh man, you know what? A Christmas Story. 
Yeah. Why did I forget oh, that one? Forgot that one. Because it's a holiday thing, probably. Yeah, you probably weren't thinking holiday. I wasn't thinking holiday. I was thinking feel good movie. The Majestic. Like that movie. I like that movie. Uh. White Christmas. Ugh. Danny fucking K. Yeah, no, White White Christmas. That's the problem. Is White Christmas isn't even as good as the movie. It's pretty much copying. A Holiday Inn is a much better version of the same story. So uh. if you want to watch, if you like White Christmas. Well, you're wrong. Go watch uh, Holiday Inn. It's both with Bing Crosby, both singing White Christmas. Uh, and number one, well, uh, gee, well, cause it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. What am I going to do? I lost my job, so I'm just depressed. And, uh, Zuzu's pedals. Yeah. Zuzu's pedals. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. It lies. Attaboy, Clarence. <laughs> Apparently, Besotted Geek likes Christmas stuff. Yes. I was listening to an older uh, episode mm-hmm. of theirs uh, uh, last week, and I suppose it was Christmas time, so their list was their top five hated Christmas songs, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand how every Christmas song didn't tie for number one, because there's not been a good Christmas you song You have mentioned yet. this many times. You oh, hate Christmas songs. Well, if they're good enough songs, you play them any time of year. If you can only play them at one it's time a year, one. it's a terrible song. <laughs> Hands down. You're Correct. an angry elf. I am an angry elf. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris Richardson. G'day, mate. He had Saving Mr. Banks. Never saw it. The Impossible. Don't know it. Fanboys. Liked it. As Good As It Gets. That's fun. I don't know if it holds up, though. And Groundhog Day. Uh, Scab Jeff. Well, Saving Mr. Banks. I can think about that now. That's about the guy that wrote, the lady that wrote uh, Mary Poppins, right? Yes. Oh, okay. That that one with uh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is Walt I, Disney. I can see that, yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't. You can't judge it yet. Well, I could. Well, hold on, hold on. You could do the Neil from. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, Neil it's amazing. Dark... See, it's there amazing. you go. Dark it's Angels, awesome. Pretty Freaks. You don't have to see it to have an opinion. Uh, Scam Jack. Oh wait, I'm, I'm the opposite of Neil. Hated it. <laughs> Hated it. B plus. Uh, Scab Jeff had Truman Show, which was a good movie. <clears throat> Punch Drunk Love. Truman Show is a feel good movie. I guess. It is for Jeff. I, well, have hold you on. Seen Scab yeah, Jeff's well, list? Did you see Wait, Jeff's no. list? No. I got to remember who who wrote the list. Uh, yes. Punch Drunk Love. Uh, <clears throat> Emil. Amelie. Whatever. Emile. Silver Linings Playbook. Uh-huh. And Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, let's see. My wife actually uh, had two of them. Uh, yes. She had 13 going on 30, and she had Under the Tuscan Sun. Hated Under the Tuscan Sun so much. It's not good. Do, do you tell your wife she has to submit five? Uh, no. She only submitted two. I try not to tell my wife anything. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I try to tell her what to do. <laughs> hey, honey, what? Okay. Uh, no, that's not true. She's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, honey. Of all the podcasts. Uh, Kevin from 365. Good day, mate. Wank out. He had uh, Goonies, Labyrinth. Yeah. Schindler's List. Labyrinth. Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I think it's a good movie. And I don't think it's real good. <laughs> well, uh, he saved all those people. That should make you feel good. Okay. <laughs> Chasing Amy. Oh, I forgot about Chasing Amy. That is a good one. Why does that feel good? I don't know. Yeah, it all kind they of all depressing. Get, they yeah. all get happy with their place in life. It, 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 it was a shared moment and all. Yeah. Even but the, but it was kind of ended on a downer. Yeah, but he, he was happy that he was a tracer. Oh, wait a minute. He has Schindler's List on his list. <laughs> oh, Why no, are we even worse. debating this? <laughs> it gets worse. Number one, Empire Strikes Back, the most depressing of them <laughs> next to Rogue One. Uh, Sarah Underhill. Underhill. Welcome. She had Pitch Perfect. Welcome, Ms. Underhill. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Airplane. 
16 Candles, and Real Genius. I forgot 16 Candles. Uh, honorable Mention. And Real Genius. Real Genius. I, I like, see. well, at the end, yeah, they do turn the uh, military weapon into a giant popcorn maker. Exactly. That makes you feel good, it doesn't does. it? does, yeah. Uh, honorable Mention, Bring It On. And anything Cameron Crowe did before Almost Famous. So, Fast Times Ridgemont. How I say anything, singles, and Almost Famous. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McDonald, uh, Waffle Boy. He had... <laughs> point Break. Point Break. Point, point break, break. Point Break. Point, point Break. break. How and did I know that? Point Break. <laughs> uh, don't forget, I think... He uh, had honorable mentions, too. Yeah, po- honorable mention, Point Break. <laughs> point Break and Point Break. Uh, those were all the 2016 movies, though. <laughs> Not the 91. He actually said the 91 was awful. Uh, let's see. And finally, Sean Coon from Pittsburgh Nerd. We can't all be winners because of Pittsburgh. Uh, go Pens, though. Uh, he had The Cutting Edge. Oh, that is good. Still have yet to see it. Toy Story. That's good. School of Rock. That. School of Rock. I hate Jack Black, but that is a really fun show. It is kind of a feel-good movie, it, but it's probably, I, don't, I wouldn't rank it up there. Yeah. But, I mean, it's probably, you know, the least... Jack Blacky movie, yeah. Like, even True. though even though he's pretty much playing himself, it doesn't come across as him forcing himself. It, it yeah. I don't know. Maybe the writing was good enough that it took over or felt more natural because maybe because he's playing. I don't. I saw the freaking uh, what was the name of that movie? The Tenacious D Pick of the Destiny. Pick of Destiny. Oh. That was terrible. 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 Well, what's actually funny, though, is uh, Tenacious D, the uh, HBO episodes that they did. They had like yeah. four or six. Those were actually pretty funny. They were better than the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't I'll even see, I didn't way. even go see the movie, to tell you the truth. But I would watch the HBO episodes because they were funny. They were okay. Yeah, they're good in 30-minute 30 30 yeah. minute shot. You yeah, know, a 90-plus minute movie yeah. was just too much. Yeah. And then he also it, it, had... That's true. It is no uh, Nacho... Uh, Libre. Nacho Libre. No, it is no Nacho yeah. Libre. Uh, oh, that's the one I forgot. Go ahead. No. no go ahead. Uh, and he also had number two was Bring It On, and number one was The Princess Bride. So. I can agree with those. Yeah, another honorable yeah. mention I have to put on there is Airborne. Oh, because it was filmed in Cincinnati. Oh, well, it makes me happy every time I watch yeah. it. <laughs> so. uh, also, a quick thing, a uh, quick plug... Uh, we're not going to have a bad idea this week. Yeah, we are. It's uh, number 5,500 uh, 5, uh, rebooting Resident Evil. Uh, but we have a good idea. Uh, if you have some money, a little bit of time, go to uh, um, Kickstarter and Michael Legal from Danger Entertainment. Michael Legal is, uh, during Curse, during, is doing Curse of the Vessel Part 2. And uh, he's looking for some uh, Kickstarter money there uh, to get it done. It's not much. Uh, he has a lot of different uh, backings. Yeah, a lot, a lot of different levels, and yeah, yeah. It just yeah, if 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 you listen to us, you like you know you like it because we like him. You should have like a, a Hobie level. Like for one dollar, we'll send them one of our T-shirts. Thirteen dollars. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, thirteen dollars. Sorry, Hobie level Kickstarter. Donate thirteen dollars to the vessel, and then we'll mail you a T-shirt. <laughs> And finally, also, we do want to say uh, thank you to uh, Andrea from The Shepherd last week. Yes. So uh, it was great having him on. Oh, you know what? Uh, I listened to that, and I I thought that was really awesome interview, by the way. Thank that you. It was really nice. I liked listening it, to that it was guy. Because it was a good him. conversation. <laughs> he did a great job. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't listen to the rest of your guys' that's fine. podcast. <laughs> he he, uh, he could have uh, talked about the phone book. I thought he would make it interesting. So yeah. if you haven't had a chance to listen. Yeah, that's uh, good. Go back listen and listen. Yeah. 
So, but anyways, uh, that was your uh, history of bad ideas. We already did the bad idea uh, number forty-two hundred, uh, rebooting the Resident Evil franchise. It, it moved 5, up five hundred. Oh, it's getting worse yeah. the more you think about it. It's like it, a stock right? exchange keeps going up and up. Uh, and Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, do it again.